Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Hi, today is, well, it's Friday the 13th. It's October 13th, by the way. Cha-cha-cha-cha to you. Uh, good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, one Philadelphia police officer is dead and another was injured after a shooting in a parking garage mm. at the Philadelphia International oh. Airport on Thursday night. Police say it happened just after 11 as two officers were coming into work at the parking garage D at the airport. <clears throat> at the scene, the officers observed multiple suspects attempting to break into nearby vehicles. When they, when the officers intervened, the suspects opened fire, according to Interim Commissioner John Stanford. The first officer was hit multiple times in the upper body and the other was struck in the arm. The officer who was uh, shot multiple times was transported to Penn Presbyterian Hospital and was later pronounced dead. Horrible. Yeah, the second officer was originally taken to Methodist uh, Hospital for treatment but was later taken to Jefferson Hospital. Uh, officials have not yet released the officer's identity but stated that he's 50 years old with over 20 years on the force he leaves behind a spouse and a child. The surviving officer is 60 years old and also has over 20 years on the force. One individual matching a suspect's description was transported to Children's Hospital of Philadelphia during this time. According to Stanford, that person was pronounced dead at the hospital, but it's unclear if that person is connected to the shooting. Stanford also said the suspect's vehicle was described as a black Dodge Durango. The investigation is active and ongoing. Uh, No further information was being released at the time. Terminal D was temporarily closed at the airport for investigation, but has since reopened. However, Terminal D&E parking garage at the airport remained closed. I never really, I, I, I never really consider the airport like a, a spot for yeah. criminals, yeah, for, for yeah. people because there's so much uh, security and police presence there. Right. Uh, when I saw this story, I was like, wow, that's, uh, you know, I never really think about my car. You know, they were obviously bringing in the cars in the parking lot and Apparently all that. Apparently it's yeah. become the thing. I don't Apparently know, It's man. one of the things. And to open fire, <clears throat> yeah. you know, just like while you're breaking into cars, yeah. two police officers approaching. It's oh, crazy. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, Israel's military on Friday directed the evacuation of northern Gaza, a region that is home to one point one million people, about half of the territory's population within 24 hours, UN spokesman said. This could signal an impending ground assault, though the Israeli military has not yet confirmed such an appeal. On Thursday, it said that while it was preparing a decision, has not yet been made. A UN spokesman called the order impossible without devastating humanitarian consequences. Earlier, the Israeli military pulverized the Gaza Strip with airstrikes, prepared for a possible ground invasion, and said it uh, its complete siege of the territory, which left Palestinians desperate for food, fuel, and medicine would require uh, would remain in place until uh, Hamas militants free some 150 hostages taken. Uh, Israel halted deliveries of basic necessities and electric- electricity in Gaza's 2.3 million people uh, and prevented entry of supplies from Egypt. Hamas's assault Saturday and smaller attacks since have killed more than 1,300 people in Israel, including 247 soldiers, a toll unseen in Israel for decades. And the ensuing Israeli bombardment has killed more than 15 people in Gaza, according to authorities on both sides. Police are investigating after an armored truck driver was shot Thursday afternoon in South Philadelphia. It happened outside of the Bank of America branch in the 1900 block of South Columbus Boulevard. According to police, the driver pulled up to make a delivery to an ATM in the bank's driveway. When he got out of the truck, the suspects backed a gold or tan sedan into the driveway and blocked the driver's way. Two suspects, armed with at least one gun between them, jumped out of the car and then got into a struggle with the driver. That
That's when the armored truck driver was shot. The bullet missed his ballistic vest and hit him in the side. He is hospitalized in critical condition. During the struggle, the suspect's gun fell apart, police say, so they took the truck driver's uh, gun. Um, they also took the bag of money and fled. Police say that there may have been a third suspect who was driving the, the sedan, uh, but no arrests have been made as of yet. In sports this morning... <laughs> The Phillies are heading back to the National League Championship Series after beating the Atlanta Braves 3-1 last night at the ballpark. Hey, Nick, Nick, they did it. Nick Castellanos became the first player to hit multiple home runs in consecutive postseason games, leading the Phillies to the win in Game 4 and sending the Braves out of the playoffs for the second straight year. Matt Stram struck out pinch hitter Vaughn Grissom with runners at the corners to clinch the series and send the Phillies onto the field in celebration. Trey Turner singled twice, doubled, and hit a solo home run in the fifth for a 2-1 lead. Next week, they'll begin an all-wildcard NLCS, and we'll play the Arizona Diamondbacks. Game one is Monday night at the ballpark, and the first pitch is scheduled for 8.07. The American League Championship Series will begin on Sunday with the defending World Series champs, the Houston Astros, hosting their interstate rivals, the Texas Rangers. The first pitch in that series will be at 8.15. The Flyers began their regular season with a win in Columbus last night against the Blue Jackets. Yeah, right. Yeah. Joel Therapy and Travis Konechny <laughs> scored in the first period. Carter Hart stopped 31 shots, and the Flyers beat the Blue Jackets 4-2 in the opener for two teams looking to rebound from disappointing seasons last year. The Flyers are on the road again tomorrow with a game in Ottawa against Claude Giroux and the Senators. The puck will drop at 1 o'clock. And the undefeated Eagles continue to prepare for their game on Sunday against the New York Jets. Kickoff at the Meadowlands is at 425. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Feels so good to wake up this morning ah, knowing that uh, the fellas are moving forward. Yes. And uh, all is uh, wonderful. On a Friday the 13th, nonetheless, we don't care. Casey's got her disco lights on. Oh, yes. In the studio. Did I you turn my, it on? I put no, mine on. his own. Okay. Oh, yeah, I didn't know you guys yeah. had your own. Oh, yeah. 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 We uh, will do fine Friday things uh, in celebration of all of this. So we've got a lot going on today. We are going to get into Crumbum Cash this morning, obviously, and that is taking place at uh, 8 and 10 a.m. So we have $1,000 to give away, and that's your last chance for the weekend today, all day long on MMR. So make sure you grab those opportunities. And we have a few guests on the show, too, some friends. Uh, Duncan Trussell is going to be performing at Helium Comedy Club through the weekend. Duncan is going to be stopping by in the 8 o'clock hour. And then around 9, we have comedian Greg Proops, whose line is it anyway. He's great. He's doing the show Who's Live Anyway, uh, which will be at the Keswick Theater. And this will be tomorrow night. And uh, Ryan Stiles and Joel Murray and the regular cast of uh, the regular crew and cast will be a part of that. So we'll talk to Greg. He's great around 9 o'clock. And our good friend and Philadelphia native, Kate Flannery of The Office and other things. Love her. Now, rumor has it, and I don't know if we're going to follow through with it. I'm a big fan of the cowbell game. I know you're a big fan of the uh, cowbell. Uh, 
Are we going to play cowbell game Maybe with Kate Flannery? Maybe we can play with Kate Flannery. All right. We have some... I, yeah. What? We have so many prizes. We have I don't, some know, stuff I, I don't know why you love this game. I, it's I, not like I, I enjoyed it. it. Yeah. You just keep going on and on about I, it. It's just <laughs> sitting there inert. I'm like, I, I, I just started to get into it when we stopped it. I think he's doing it just to be nice to me. You Because I worked hard on it. Marissa worked hard on it. And it kind of flopped. It was a disaster in the beginning. And then it hit its stride. And I'm like, I'm liking the cowbell game. All right. So we will, uh, maybe we'll play the cowbell game for Steve and for Kate Flannery yeah. this morning. We'll do it. Uh, so we have that thing and uh, those things and uh, many more. Uh, these kinds of things. These kinds of things to give to you. I, dude, I'm so damn tired today. Kathy, did you hear me like moaning and groaning in the office when I was? Uh, oh, just about the birthdays. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, what? I gotta, what happened? Send me my birthday list my again today. freaking birthday list and I got to go dig through and find all these God damn jerky celebrity beef. birthdays <laughs> and jerky beef. I'll get to it in a little bit. No, I'm just exhausted, man. For a three-day work week. Yeah. Oh, my God. God. Yeah. We're, I'm like... I'm wiped out. Catatonic. I'm like, what in the... I actually was, I wanted to walk around and look for a gas leak in my house last night. Because I'm like, no, what's causing this? This is one of those days where I am so grateful to yeah. Preston and Steve for hosting the show. Because I am checked the <laughs> F Nick out. Was, I was at, at the, the game. I was at the game last night. And listen, I wouldn't trade what it for anything. What a game, anything. though. I mean, I... Yeah. It was wonderful, Steve, and and we didn't do anything afterwards. We just were at the game and then left, you know, to come home. I know a lot of people went to Xfinity Live, including half the Phillies, and they were there partying until like <laughs> literally two or three in the morning. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a fun morning. I was thinking about Ricky Botalico and the decision, yes. clip for, <laughs> you uh-huh. know, from fifteen years ago. But um, yeah, it's it, it's 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 a, it's, decision. it's a no sad bro Friday it's a decision in every respect. No sad yes. no. If you don't know the story behind that Ricky Vitalico <laughs> clip, it was after uh, the, the World Series. And yeah. uh, in 2009... <laughs> no, eight, 2008. 2008, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. In 2008. And he uh, had stayed up late, obviously. <laughs> and he was asking about the delaying of the game. I think it was after game A. It was after 5A, yes. Yeah. And and he, he goes, if you're Major League Baseball... He goes, when do you make this decision, this decision. This to, this to this delay this decision. the game? And he was clearly still lit <laughs> from the night before. Was, we're uh, we're going to have him in next week. We'll oh, nice. Excellent. Yeah. Thank Excellent. You, we'll have to relive that moment. All right, let's take a break. Come back. The entertainment report is on the way. I have some serious things. Any I have birthdays? some light things. I'll get some goddamn <laughs> birthdays for you. This decision. When we return, stay with us. Our tail is so wagging right now. Take us along with the MMR app. It's Apple CarPlay and Android compatible, which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen. We'll even send you notifications if you want. Download it and try it now. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question. We're going to give away four-pack of single-day admission tickets for Famous Monsters Fest, which is today through Sunday at Valley Forge Casino Resort. The question that I have for you is this. Which civilization is the source of the belief that the world would end or drastically change on December 21st, 2012? Mm-hmm. Remember all that? I do remember that. All yes. Right. Which civilization is the source of the belief that the world would either end or drastically change on December 21st, 2012. Do we know how that played out? Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. actually, we did okay. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. I love going back and seeing the oh, doomsayers yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and just how... Nope, uh-uh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I meant in 30 years from now. Saying doom that it's going to be a calamitous thing is fine. It's when you put on your Nikes yeah. and get into your bunk bed yep. that it becomes problematic. Yep. All right, I have... Some birthdays. Ooh, you found them. I found some birthdays. All right, today is the 13th of October, a Friday, by the way. Cha-cha-cha-cha. Cha-cha. Sasha Baron Cohen has his birthday. Yeah, Borat turns a year older, and he is uh, celebrating 52 years today. He and Isla Fisher are still Yes, they are. Couple, still right? going strong. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was the original consideration for Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't think it would have played out quite no, the same. No, he's got the right look, uh, you know, and probably could have pulled it off that way. But I, 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 as far as an actor goes, I mean, Rami Malek, he just can't Nailed be. It. He was just perfect. And stature-wise, he was. But you know, what's a really good Sasha Baron Cohen movie that does not get uh, consideration is The uh, Dictator. Oh. Uh, yeah, I didn't yeah. see it. it, it I heard it's, it's good. It's yeah. very funny. And you know what's cool is that he had this spe- very, 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 uh, I got to turn this thing off, a uh, very <laughs> special message for our WMMR oh. listeners I can play it for okay. you. Okay. All this week, WMMR broadcast live from Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Yatsumash, this is Marat. Remember to bring your food for the people who have no monies. <laughs> no money. No monies. <laughs> and on weekends, uh, travel to Capital City and watch a ladies while they make a toilet. <laughs> it's so good. It just, it's such a uh-huh. fully also, realized character. The uh, Well, and to that point, Steve, the sequel was really good, and they did it in a way so that the, the character, like, wasn't he was in on the joke, you know, and, and I yeah. really enjoyed watching that. And they made Borat part of the plot. And, and you know, he wasn't Borat Just, the entire movie. They didn't over Borat the Borat. No, yeah. I know. I know. I, and I do enjoy the movies. But one, sometimes I get a little sad for the people who are being co-opted for yeah. that. Yeah. No, I, I agree. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, he's he's clearly a, a formidable talent. Uh, he's 52 years old today. Uh, Danny Lloyd had only one real uh, notable role in his career as an actor. And that was as Danny Torrance from The Shining. So, uh, if you Red, have one, Red Rob. Yeah, Red Rob. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, celebrating his 51st birthday today. Wow. Danny, the kid in that uh-huh. movie, is 51 years what old. What the hell? I know. So, happy 51st. 
from. He actually, he made a, uh, like a, I don't know if cameo is the right word or not, but like a um, a quick uh, showing in the movie Dr. Sleep, which was the Yes, sequel. yes, that's right, which I enjoyed. Uh, and he's just like, he's not anybody. He's just, uh, he just happens to be in the movie because they wanted to place him there. I thought it was a good movie. Do you know what's depressing for him is really that his index finger got more offers after the movie pressed. I him. believe it. Yep, he is uh, 51 today. Uh, Matt Walsh on the TV show Veep. Um, mm-hmm. I, he looks vaguely familiar He's to me. He's going to be in Dancing with the Stars, is he not? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. All right. He and uh, Kate Flannery are friends, and she'll be here later today. Excellent. Oh. Uh, he's 59 today. Uh, Himesh Patel <laughs> I love uh, from yesterday. What a great movie. I love Just that movie. the best movie. Uh, I also watched him in an interesting show called Station Eleven. What'd you think? Um, it's good. It's strange. It's you know, post-apocalyptic, yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm fascinated by that whole concept. Um, it's, a, it's a strange concept. I heard, uh, I heard mixed reviews. I heard it was good. Yeah, I'm I'm on board, and and I just don't know when the next season is going to come around. I hate so. that. I, I hate know. that. Uh, so he's 33 today. Uh, it's Marie Osmond's birthday ah. today, and she turned 64 years Nutri- old. System spokesperson. Yeah, for a long time now. And then the Donnie and Marie show, which was an explo- a vomit of Sid and Marty yeah. Croft type oh. production, I can't a remember. variety show. Is she a little bit country, or is she a little? She's bit- a little bit country, okay. and yeah. he's a little bit rock and roll. Rock and roll. Yeah. With um, a little bit of Motown in my soul. Uh, but a uh, beautiful woman. Yes. Uh, and she turns uh, 64 years old today. And then the last birthday from Sanford and Son, uh-huh. Damon Wilson, uh-huh. who played Lamont, uh, celebrates Shut his... Up, dummy. <laughs> that is the recipient. Celebrate. Yeah, he was dummy. Up, dummy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> your dad calls you dummy Shut all up, dummy. your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> that, that show is just absolutely sociopathic. And totally, totally. I, and I loved it. It was so funny. Uh, and, uh, you know, the bits were the same all the time, but still, yeah, Red Fox yeah. was so spot on. Uh, he is 77 years old today. All right. Uh, let's see if someone knows the answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, which civilization is the source of the belief that the world would end or drastically change on December 21st, 2012? And we go to the phones. Our first caller in is Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Dorton. Ah, Dorton <laughs> to you. All right, Kev, what civilization do we speak of? Uh, the Mayans. The Mayans. Ah! The Mayan calendar. And urine. Hang on a second, uh, Kevin. Got a four-pack of single-day admission tickets for the Famous Monster Fest. It's today through Sunday at Valley Forge Casino Resort. Special guests include Ozzy, Sharon, Jack, and Kelly Osborne. Plus Bonnie uh, Aarons from The Nun and Kane Hodder from the Friday the 13th films. And all winners qualify for the grand prize, which is a chance to meet the Osborne family. If you'd like discounted tickets, you can visit FamousMonstersFest.com. Uh, some updates on the SAG-AFTRA issues. Uh, the union representative approximately 160,000 actors in Hollywood released a statement on Thursday claiming the studios are resorting to, quote, bully tactics and have walked away from the negotiating table. This uh-huh. comes as the union marks 92 days on strike. I thought we were right at the precipice of uh, resolving all this. Yeah, National Executive Director and Chief Negotiator Duncan Crabtree, Ireland, said I was, yeah, I know, I was uh, certainly taken by surprise by their decision last night to call me and cancel our scheduled negotiation session for today and tell me that they don't plan to return to the table. Uh, he added, there is no way to move this forward without talking, and it took them so long to get back to the table in the first place, it's really disappointing that after this amount of time, they would just walk away again. I'm surprised that actors can't be convincing negotiators with all their chops, you know? Yeah, right? Whoa, is us. 
Uh, the blight that is the inequity. Netflix's uh, CEO, Ted Sarandos, told Variety on Thursday that he felt that the union was asking for too much. He said, we had very productive talks going, and then what kind of happened last night? They introduced this levy of subscribers on top of historic highs in terms of increases across the board. The Hollywood Reporter shared an image to Instagram from the picket line outside of Disney Studios in Burbank, California on Thursday. It featured a giant... Mickey Mouse glove giving the studio the middle finger. Whoa. So I think so. Here's the deal: Disney is wrestling with a whole bunch of losses. They're yeah. you know they're they're they've lost billions of dollars. So I think everyone's trying to scramble to figure out what the hell to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, listen, we need a new episode season of Stranger Things. Yes, <laughs> yes, get on. we do. All right, so uh, this is another interesting uh, bit of information, more on the serious side of entertainment, but uh, the nur- Nurture Originals Foster Art and Keep Entertainment Safe Act of 2023, or it is shortened to the name of the No Fakes Act, will standardize rules around using a person's face, <clears throat> faces, names, and voices. This is to cover unauthorized digital replicas. Which we're... We're doing. They're, they're, it's happening. Yeah, so they, so they, they, they're they're trying to. They could have slammed the brakes on this a while ago, but now they're trying to make up for lost time. Well, so the, our friend uh, Senator Chris Coons is one of the ones behind this. I got news for you. That's not Chris Coons. Uh, no, no. <laughs> that's, that's a droid. So he has sponsored the bill, and it prevents the quote production of digital replica without consent of the applicable individual or rights holder, unless part of a news, public affairs, sports broadcast, documentary, or biographical work. The rights would apply throughout a person's lifetime. And for their estate, 70 years after their death. Well, so you can't use it unauthorized. You can't use the likeness unauthorized for 70 years until after What they do die. you own if you don't own yourself? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what tipped me off that it might not have been Chris Coons. Preston is that his thigh opened up and there was a gun in there that he pulled out. Wait, like Robocop. Yeah. I've heard of that before. Uh, the bill includes an exception for using digital duplicates for parody, satire, and criticism. It also excludes commercial activities like commercials as long as the advertisement is for news, a documentary, or a parody. Individuals as well as entities like a deceased person's estate or record label can file for civil action based on... <laughs> the RoboCop music. Uh, based on uh, the proposed rules, the bill also explicitly states that a disclaimer stating the digital replica was unauthorized won't be considered an effective defense. So you need you are going to need permission. Well, say you, so you record something and you're in the union and your voice gets used to get residuals on that. Yeah. So you, you do get payment after the fact. What, what, what didn't happen was that they could use the sample of your voice and then just start producing commercials without you involved at all. Yeah. And this is the ramification of what they're talking about. Yeah, so the No Fakes Act essentially federalizes uh, likeness laws which vary from state to state. Does this join the No Sad Pro? No. No, no, no. This is is totally different. Uh, Some states don't have ground rules around the right to publicity at all. New York is one of the few states that explicitly mentions digital replicas and prohibits the use of deceased persons computer generated replica. (laughs) This is decision. Uh, so this is uh, that's great, and and there needs to be rules uh, like this because we're we're heading into decision. we're heading into scary uh-huh. yep running man territory. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So I'm, yeah. I'm happy that they. <laughs> I'm happy that they're they're uh, putting some laws on the books that that can keep that from happening. 
Uh, as Moonlighting hits uh, streaming for the first time ever, uh, the series creator Glenn Gordon Karen spoke with the New York Post about how Bruce Willis is doing following his uh, frontal tempor- uh, temporal uh, dementia diagnosis earlier this year. I'm sorry, frontal temporal, frontotemporal. It's a lot to say. Dementia. So he said, I have tried very hard to stay in his life. Uh, he shared that he tries to visit uh, the actor every month, and he said, it's as if Willis is seeing life through a screen door. He said, my sense is the first one to three minutes he knows who I am, and he said he's not totally verbal. He said he used to be a voracious reader, and he didn't want anyone to know that, um, and he's not reading now. All those language skills are no longer available to him, and yet he's still Bruce, he says. Did you watch him Moonlighting at all? I did. I, a little bit. Love that show. Yeah. I loved it. And he, yeah. that's why when he was cast as uh, John McClane, when it was like the, the goofy guy, because yeah. he was the was goofy against, guy. He was against type. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, um, but man, I, I love that show. It's smartly written. Booger was on it. He was yeah. 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 He and Curtis uh, Armstrong. Yeah. 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 Uh, he and uh, Civil Shepherd's uh, secretary had a uh, thing. Uh, yeah. 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 I remember we talked to Booger. He was great. He's I, awesome. he, was, he was fantastic. He re- I actually read some. I, I have his book. I, I didn't finish it, but it was it was really well done. But I mean, he just he's just people just calling him Booger. You know what are you gonna do? Was there are worse things, right? Yeah. Was that secretary Coach's daughter? Was that the same actress from uh, no, Cheers? You, you're thinking of. Oh, oh, yes, the yes. Secretary. She, yeah. she, she yes. might very well have been, Nick. Alice Beasley is her name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and she played Coach's daughter on Cheers. And one She of the, owns her company. One of the, uh, it's a different oh. Beasley. Oh. Thank God. <laughs> um, one of the sweetest moments in sitcom television history was Coach telling his daughter that she's beautiful. Yes. Yeah, she, she, she was. Ugly. Yeah, because yeah, the point is that. she's really ugly. Yeah, the point she, is. She, like, she says, yeah, I know I'm not. Right, yeah. You guys have he's absolutely like, ruined the, the moment. He's like, no, no, no. I don't mean like your your looks. Inside. You're, you're yeah. beautiful on the inside. Oh, no, no. God, no. <laughs> hey, Nick. Yeah. The Phil's one last night. Hey! Right. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm, oh, God, I'm no. You're not. to give you that. You're not attractive at all, but... In fact, I had to take a swig of scotch knowing I'd be looking at your face. <laughs> you saw that episode. Yeah. yeah. No, it was very touching. But on the inside. She was demurring from that, even right. though he kept insisting. I never knew how much you looked like your mother. Yeah. Was uh, she ugly, too? <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Total pick. I met her at 2 o'clock in the morning and when the bar was closed. Yeah, oh, I was bombed. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Listen to this story. This, I've been making out with a payphone. This will... Look at this. On Wednesday's episode of her eponymous talk show, Sherry Shepard dished about uh, comedian Paul Mooney allegedly catching Barbara Walters and Richard Pryor in the act of having sex. Well, oh, it, it was long known that Barbara Walters had what what is or used to be referred to as jungle fever. Spike, oh. I think Spike uh, Lee uh, said that. Uh, and uh, so that was the, uh, she, that was her thing. So Sherry Shepard was talking to Joy Behar. She said, I told Joy that I had run into Paul Mooney and Paul Mooney had said that he caught Barbara Walters with Richard Pryor. And she said, I came in and I told you, talking to Joy, and I said, Paul Mooney said that he caught Barbara and Richard Pryor. He walked into them and I was like, don't tell nobody. But Behar couldn't resist confronting Barbara about the alleged affair. But- uh, and so she said, uh, she said, you t- you 
you say to Barbara, <laughs> so you're sleeping with Richard Pryor, huh? And she turned around, and you know, Barbara, she said her head would turn on a swivel like that. And she goes, who told you that? And I'm sitting there, and I just got this job. Enjoy. You do that because you're not scared of Barbara. So she, she told her, don't say anything to Barbara. And she turns around. That's the first thing she first does. Thing she says. Uh, so she had had a long time affair with a, a, a senator, an African-American senator. I think, so, I think yeah. they were both cheating on their respective significant others at the time. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I just think it's wild. Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. Yeah. Uh, right. Know, who was just a party maniac yeah. at that and time. And she is a button-down totally journalist. Yeah, absolutely uh, contrary to what you would expect. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith spoke about her soulmate friendship with the uh, late Tupac Shakur uh, during a recent interview with Rolling Out. She said, if there is such a thing as past lies, I definitely think that Pac and I, Pac... Yeah. Uh, have uh, traveled a few together, she said. Uh, when the interviewer asked if she regretted that they were never romantically involved, uh, the actress said it just wasn't possible, referring to their friendship, love, chemistry. Uh, she said there was no chemistry between us. That's That just wasn't the purpose. So it seems were like very, there was a lot of friends. chemistry. I mean, yeah. that's what she's saying. I don't know. No, we have to take her at her word, but I've seen a lot of pictures of them together, and you can just you can tell by the body language and everything that there's something there. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe they were tight buds. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, in a recent interview with Pop Sugar, Scarlett Johansson discussed with the powerful impact of Pamela Anderson not wearing makeup during Paris Fashion Week this year. So there's been a lot of chat about she, this. She didn't wear makeup, for Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess it's because she went to a high-profile yeah, event yeah. not wearing makeup. This wasn't just her posting on Instagram. Which, she went out and, and you know, the, the time when you're supposed to be really as done up as you can be right. done up. So what if she got that done up and went to Chuck E. Cheese? Would it have gotten the same attention? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she said, I think this, uh, Scarlett Johansson said, I think it is definitely different to see somebody that's in the public eye a woman in the public eye go to a fashion show or big event with no makeup on. It's just very different from what we're used to. Uh, she said it's a powerful message for women to see that, whether they follow suit or whatever the effect is, is the, in the zeitgeist. It's powerful for women to see other women rejecting standard beauty norms. It's still Pamela Anderson, though. She looks, you know, pretty damn good regardless. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tori Spelling took to Instagram yesterday to celebrate her late Beverly Hills 90210 co-star Luke Perry on what would have been his 57th birthday. Actually, it was on Wednesday. Um, and he died uh, from a stroke in 2019. Uh, posting a throwback photo of the pair dancing together to her Instagram story, she wrote, Could be a million people in the room, but he always made you feel like you were the only one. Good, kind humans are a rare breed. I don't know that many, sadly. And he was one. Happy birthday, she said. Missing you always. We had him on the show a couple of times. He was always great and and uh, self-deprecating. And at that point, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood had just been released. And Quentin Tarantino was a huge fan and put him in the movie. Yeah. And I don't think he ever... Well, was he alive for the premiere? I don't think so. I don't know. It came yeah. out, he died in 2019. I'm not sure what... Uh, what uh, time that year, but yeah, that's sad news. All right, so a little bit more about the the strike. Uh, Ewan McGregor addressed uh, the ongoing strike during the New York Comic Con uh, yesterday, and he said, "It's difficult for us to be up here and to not be allowed to talk about our actual films." He that said, would I'm, "Suck." I'm sure you would want to hear about them, so I apologize for that. He said, "But that's just the way we have to do it, I suppose." Uh, speaking in favor of the strike, he added, uh, "This strike is very important. It's uh, very important that." We are taking this action. It's a shame that it's taking the studios this length of time to come to some sort of resolution with us. But as a result, I'm 100% behind the strike and involved.
involved with my union. So th- to be honest, so the idea is that they, they they are in effect promoting properties that are owned, and then so they're it, it, when they strike, they shut down everything. To me, that seems a little weird. Like it's it's not like you know somebody's still waiting to go see those Star Wars movies. Or right, I, I mean, right, I get where right, the, I yeah, get where yeah. they're going with it, but I think the promotion of new stuff makes sense. Yes, and I, I think you should be able to talk about the right. old stuff. I, I agree. Right, and we're 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 union members. Absolutely, you know. So no big rat in front of this building. Um. All right, I've been trying to get to this story all week long, but other stories have popped up. But uh, Caitlyn Jenner. That's right. Might be single. Get your ass. <laughs> totally single. Space is very lonely. But that doesn't mean oh, she's... I think it's gonna be a long, long time. <laughs> till touchdown brings me back again to ride. Rocket I'm woman? the size of a medium automobile. Oh, 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 oh. I'm a space girl. Uh, space girl. Okay. That's a riff on the uh, the original. I'm very creative. Uh, so she might be single, but it doesn't mean she's ready to mingle. The former Olympian, 73 years old, shares some thoughts on her love life in a new interview in the Times, revealing that all... I did trade suction pods with a Danubian warlord. <laughs> wow. Is that, that's that's that straight up trade? Like... I don't know, but it felt damn good. Okay. So that's a thing in space? <laughs> that's what a space girl does. I got you. It was an even trade, is what you're saying. Absolutely. We both got stinky. With who? A Danubian warlord. A Danubian warlord. Known for their sexual proclivities. Huh. Uh, She revealed, although she's very single these days, she has no intention to find a partner anytime soon or ever. She said, I'm fine. I'm not even close to looking for a relationship. Oh, sir, I am fine. And said, I'll never have a relationship in the future. Uh, I, see? It just, I just don't see that in my life. I'm not looking for that. As Jenner <laughs> explained, uh, she's not lonely. Uh, she has a large family, so large that she, quote, could go to somebody's house and have dinner every night of the week. Uh, and has two dogs named Bertha and Baxter. Whenever I see uh, her, she seems very happy. Huh? And, uh, that's fine. Uh, she keeps herself entertained in other ways, she told the Times. Uh, she said, I fly airplanes, play a lot of golf. I raced cars for 20-odd years. And she said, raising cars is not the greatest way to make money or a career or business. You do it because it's fun. I even did the cash of one in eight parsecs. <laughs> Beat it by one parsec. Whoa! <laughs> That's pretty amazing. That's one of my cleats. God! <laughs> Kaboom. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, She also said that while she's uh, been in the fun stage of her life, she still has a few projects in the works and also spends some of her time working out. I said, I do. Obviously, it changes from the old days. uh, Talking about her current fitness goals, saying, I'm not trying to win Olympic gold medals. I just enjoy good health. I don't go crazy working out, but I get my exercise in all the time. Watching her in the Bruce days, you know, when she was competing uh, in the Olympics. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. Just a specimen. Unbelievable. Yeah, Yeah, without question. Uh, so, all right, I'm glad I fit that in there. Yeah. The Nubian warrior. <laughs> yeah, warlord. Warlord, thank yeah. you. Warlord. Yeah. Gotta get that right. Uh, so, following the popularity of uh, Suits, featuring Meghan Markle. Casey's <laughs> okay, a fan. After yeah, yeah. it hit Netflix and Peacock, Deadline reports that an offshoot is in the works. Slacks. 
The, no, not slacks. Oh. Suits and slacks. <laughs> so it just, uh, it, um, Chuck's wife is watching it too. Chuck's whole family is watching it too. And it just dawned on her that not only do these guys wear suits to work, but there's lawsuits involved. Uh huh. And I was like, what? Yeah. Oh my God. Mind blown. blown. Uh, Deadline reports uh, that the offshoot is in the works. A new show will come from uh, series creator Aaron Korsh for NBC Universal and will most likely be in the vein of the CSI and NCIS franchises featuring new characters in a new location. So there is a um, there's a, a meme or a, a clip from the show that's floating around. Have you seen it? It's uh, one of the, the actors asked the other actor, do you want to hear a Nazi joke? And so he says, yes. And he goes, knock, knock. Who's there? And he slaps him in the face and he says, I asked the question. <laughs> oh my I've God. actually heard that before. <laughs> and I, I do have a question about it. So I've, I've never watched it. I don't have any plans I'm really watching it. Okay. Um, what type of business are they in? It, it, they're lawyers. They're lawyers. And, okay. and, uh, and lawsuits. There you go. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. and they work for one of the highest uh, powered law firms in the city of New York. And everybody that works for the law firm went to Harvard Law. And, and they're so, all banging each other, right? They're not all banging each other, no. But uh, the um, the younger suit guy, um, he really shouldn't be a part of this law firm and you understand why he's super likable but he's also like really really like smart okay like he looks at something and he remembers everything on the page like immediately right uh and and, and he's a likable guy so and uh, Meghan Markle's pretty Meghan good Markle's great yeah and she's she's sexy oh yeah. yeah and then Nick you were talking about that one screenshot that yes. you would see on Netflix yes um that for some reason is not the screenshot on mine okay but, dude, I'm telling you, that was in the first <laughs> two minutes of the very first episode, yeah, that we, screenshot of we, the girl in her underpants. We talked about it on the show a couple times because she's a knockout, and yeah. I was like, and it, it grabbed my attention. You never see her again. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Minimal yeah. scene, like, and that's uh-huh. it. But, um, Do you know what reminds me of, It Nick? worked. Your fascination with Silk Stalkings. Oh, sure, which yeah. Which for years was the naughty USA Network, I think, show. USA Up. All night. Yeah. Well, is this a super sexy show, Case? Um, it has its moments. Okay. It has its moments. But yeah, everybody in there is impossibly good looking. It's one of those, if you remember, like the WB, you know, everything cleans up very nicely at the yeah. end of every yeah. single episode. Everybody's insanely good looking. Uh, they're cast for their looks more so than, you know, their believability as a... And this was a syndicate. So this was not This was not uh, on any network when it came out, right? It was, it was one of those, not on uh, CBS, yeah, NBC, yeah. ABC. Fox. It was on one of those other channels, whether it be it was USA, like, right? Was it USA? Yeah, it might it have been USA. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure if it was USA, TBS, or whatever. But I just can't believe that this is a show that's now been off the air for three or four years and has this major resurgence, and a lot of people are watching, including you, Case. Look yeah. at look at what happened with The Office. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. same thing. So and in its, its initial run, it never enjoyed the Friends the, the as well. Global pop, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, but the fr- Friends in The Office were popular. Were popular yeah. when they were on. Yeah, right. and they, you know, and they people talked about them and knew about them. You know, and, and we we went. 10 years not talking about suits, and here we are talking <laughs> yeah. about suits. Is that was, how um, old this show is? Yeah, it was on for 10 years. It was on for a decade. Yeah. Wow. God. <laughs> it's yeah, it was so like, weird. No idea. I know. Well, and wow. The, the and, whole Meghan Markle leaving suits and getting engaged to the freaking prince yeah. happened after she left the show. Wow. Duh. <laughs> How did you get in here, Charlie? Freaking show. <laughs> it's like he's always here. Regis is Just always in the somewhere. Yeah. I'm here yeah. too. Oh, Waiting oh, for a guy. moment. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, so they're going to do a spinoff of it. 
right. and and it'll move just basically move it to another location, another a different. If city. you guys end up watching it, we need to talk about the guy who plays Lewis because his face. You can bring it up now because I'm not going to. Okay, <laughs> this guy, I just there's a place for everybody, you know, as far as casting is concerned. But this guy's, he oh. has got such a hateable face. This is a character actor who's been in a number of things, and he's he's perpetually the the <sighs> dick, the scumbag. Do you immediately hate his guts? Has he ever been in a role where you like him? I, I don't. Yeah. No, I don't. And he's, I've seen him interviewed. He seems like a nice guy. Probably is. Yeah. All right. So, well, we'll see where they put this uh, uh, this spinoff and when that's going to happen. He's uh, the one who gets slapped in the face during the joke. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Speaking of spinoffs, the Daryl and Carol Walking Dead spinoff. Yeah. Uh, that then became the Just a Daryl spinoff is now becoming a Daryl and Carol spinoff again. <laughs> uh, at a New York Are Comic- they going to bring Ross in from Friends? No, no, no. At a New York Comic Con panel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was announced by series star Norman Reedus that Melissa McBride will be joining season two of the AMC spinoff as a series regular. I see commercials where uh, Daryl appears to be at the base of the Eiffel Tower, and I'm like, yeah. what in the hell has happened? Yeah, how did he get over yeah. there? I have no idea. Well, according to uh, <laughs> Jackie Bam, on his motorcycle, he, he came and went over on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> He was asking me about Columbus. How do you get there? Did they come over on horses? No, I just told you. Three ships. <laughs> uh, horses? The, the news follows McBride making a vocal cameo as Carol on this past Sunday's episode on... Oh, sorry, Case, my... No, no. Yahoo! Where she announced that someone had come back, although radio interference blocked the identity of who had come back. So, spoiler alert, and I said that after the fact, which is... <laughs> <laughs> well, they wrote it that way, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, he's supposed to write it at the top uh, of the copy. Yeah. Uh, McBride weighed in on joining the series as part of a statement released by AMC saying, I've known there was a mu- there was much more to be told of Carol's story. I felt her so unsettled when we saw when we last saw her as she heard it on the radio. She said crumb bum cash as she watched her best friend Daryl ride away apart or hopefully together their stories run deep. And I'm so excited to continue Carol's journey here. Uh, this team of storytellers have done amazing work and uh, to land these two established characters in an entirely new world to them and I'm loving the discovery, she oh, says. The, the original run of The Walking Dead, the, the show that lives in my mind, the one that I, just to me, always is like, shows what that show could do, yeah. was that episode with Carol with the two girls. Uh-huh. And, and, it's rough. And, and it's incredible. Oh, yeah. And it's like, wow, did that episode live with me for a while after Yeah, that, that. was a heavy one, man. Yeah, yeah. Do, yep. do you think the zombies in Paris have a, an accent? Oula. I mean, Oula. Correct me if I'm wrong. Viva la France. Marcel, Marcel. <laughs> Marcel, Marcel. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Is, so, is the plot line, has the plot line evolved the zombies to... No. Okay, because in the Richard Matheson, I Am Legend, the original story, which is considered one of the like first zombie type that they were vampires. Yeah. At a certain point in the story, the vampires, after years and years and years, which are like kind of like zombies, like, they become hybrids. So yeah. they become the ruling class. They, they started to, um, like, 
uh, like flirt with that a little bit, or at least you thought as a viewer. But it was people. It, it was people pretending. wearing uh, zombie faces, okay. and when you're like, "Oh my god, these guys are developing their own language." You're like like yeah. smart sharks. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> but but honestly, I was like, "Oh, this is a great turn. Yeah, this is awesome. Okay, the the, the zombies are, are are you know right, right." And yeah. then you're like, "Oh, it's just people in zombie masks." <laughs> there we go. All and right, Connor found a, uh, <laughs> a, a cartoon of a, a French zombie. <laughs> He's wearing a beret. He's carrying a French flag. All right. Well, anyway, uh, she is. Uh, Carol is going to be on. It's going to be Carol and Daryl. All right. Um, it's Friday. There's no sad bro. That means there's movies opening. So we are going to reveal. What movies are opening? One movie opening today, and it is Taylor Swift, the Erez tour. Erez, Erez. That was a great concert. <laughs> uh, she's apparently dating one of the Kelsey brothers. Uh, it's a concert film, and it stars Danny Trejo. <laughs> no. No, actually, Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, the cultural phenomenon continues on the big screen. Immerse yourself in this once-in-a-lifetime concert film experience with a breathtaking cinematic view of the history-making tour. Two hours and 48 minutes long. It's rated PG-13 because there's some language. Some language, on. yep. It gets a wide theater release. Rotten Tomatoes score, wow, 100%. <laughs> They say the movie is infectious. And oh, yeah? they say that it is really well covered. It was the entire tour had this movie in mind. So ah, it was all so they shot it preset for this. That's why you had such a visual, uh, you know, extravaganza. So the word is, I think, even from the most curmudgeonly cr- critics, that it's a home run. There's a, a few screenings in the area, Steve, and they are wickedly sold out. Yeah, I'm you know, sure. And, and, I mean, good for her, dude. She's killing it. And by the way, let's say you couldn't, you were somebody, a, 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 a young girl who couldn't afford the tickets. Yeah, yeah. Go see this the is a great opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah agreed. I, yeah. So uh, that's it. Uh, now we move on to the clips. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wrong button, case. Now it's the right button, wrong page. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, In the Fire is a period piece about a doctor from New York who travels to a plantation in the 1890s to care for a disturbed boy who seems to have inexplicable abilities. Huh. In this clip, director Connor Alley uh, talks about how Amber Heard related to her character in the film. Amber really naturally fit this character and... It is not a coincidence that she connected with a character who goes through what this character goes through in the movie, which is to say that Grace in the movie is this sort of fearless truth teller who has great intentions and goes to this small town and and wants to help this boy and isn't believed. In the Fire is released in theaters today, by the way. What the hell was that? Wow. That's Grace. Oh, Grace. Okay. Is that Bruni? Yeah. Okay. That's that's an aggressive Grace. What is that from? That's, that's from Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller, yeah. That's Grace! Principal, Principal Rooney. When he is oh, up. that's yeah. the secretary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Grace! <laughs> okay. I just watched that whole movie from beginning to end. Ferris Bueller? Uh, it holds up. It's oh, a great yeah, movie. yeah. 
Next clip. Here we go. Lesson in Chemistry, a new show about a woman who accepts a job on a TV cooking show and sets out to teach a nation of housewives way more than recipes. And here, director Sarah Adina Smith talks about creating this world for the screen. We wanted to make sure cinematically that you feel like it's a world that you can get lost in that doesn't just feel like a stereotype of the 1950s. And one of the reasons the book has resonated for so many people is that even though it's about a woman experiencing these obstacles in the 1950s, especially, you know, in America, there's a lot of progress we still need to make today. So um, it's still very relevant. Shut up, dummy. <laughs> Lesson in Chemistry. First episode is out now, and you can see that on Apple TV, by the way. It stars Brie Larson, which is cool. Love her. All right, and that is uh, the last story in the entertainment report for you this morning. All right, it's about eight minutes after 7 o'clock. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We have Crumb Mum Cash coming up at 8 o'clock. Um, should we do the kind of story? I think so. Okay. We didn't do it last week. We didn't week, get to it last week. And we don't have, we have uh, the, the rest of the schedules filled in. And we have a lot of uh, prizes to give away. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so Product to move. We do that now with uh, with the connoisseur. So when we come back, we'll dive into all things food and a chance for you to win a bunch of cool prizes. So we will uh, take a break and be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Ninety-three-three WMMR presents to you the Rolling Stones on a platter. Don't get angry with me. Listen all weekend to win a copy of the Stones' new album, Hackney Diamonds, on vinyl. Plus, the WMMR Weekend Warriors will offer up blocks of the Rolling Stones for your listening enjoyment. I have a sweet... Whenever you hear us roll one out, new, old, and deep, we'll give away a copy. And, as always, the pleasure is all ours. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. We didn't get a chance to do this last week. I apologize, but uh, it's time for the connoisseur, oh. and we are going to dive into all things culinary. Time for the connoisseur, the lost episode. Uh, hang on, you were just doing a You're gesture doing that I don't recognize. Oh, the bell. Okay. Oh. I, thought you were, I thought you were going like this. I'm like, what does that mean? May I have my bell, please, sir? Do you want both options? No, I, okay. I like the little right. one. Thank you. I like this, the... the Order up. All right, we're going to start uh, with this. Um, croissant. Oh, I love croissant. Yes. Uh, or, I love chocolate croissant. Or some people may say crescents, but uh, croissants. Croissants. Uh, <laughs> that's right, the French. The, the French zombies. Uh, they love those croissants. Yeah. Um, so there, they, there's over a billion dollars in retail sales of uh, croissants. And there is a company called Hero Croissants. It is a product from Hero Bread that boasts fewer calories, two gram net carbs, high fiber and protein, all without sacrificing delicious indulgence. So croissants are insanely high in calories and carbohydrates. Which blew my mind when I found that out years ago because they're so light and airy. Uh, But But they're butter. There's butter, butter. Pound of butter in there. Which is why they taste so, so good. good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I will try this. My, I am, I'm reticent to believe it's going to match a regular croissant. I am as well, and I want to try it though. But here's the deal: their Hero croissants has skyrocketed since its initial release, and there is an eight thousand person waiting list just to buy it. Oh. Uh, after three product drops that have completely sold out, the hype from fans is starting to resemble a streetwear collab drop, according to this article uh, that I read. Streetwear collab drops I'm are the worst. I'm saying, man. Yeah. 
Uh, so now it's 8,001 and 2 that are waiting because both you and I are interested. Uh-huh. Very much so. Uh, it seems to be all the goodies uh, from a croissant minus the high calories and carbs. Big W Hero Bread even partnered up with a French bakery in Sonoma, California to handcraft each Hero Croissant and its 24 layers of buttery, flaky wonder. I love croissants. I love dinner rolls. I love those. Um, uh, all of that stuff. And it, it, it all derives its... Taste from butter. From butter. And lots of butter. Listen, it, we, I know we've talked about this before, uh, the, the the bread that you receive at, oh. at restaurants. Oh. Oh, right. And we've talked oh. about our various favorites. Mm-hmm. Fogata Show's bread. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know yeah. what they do to it. Uh, it's, yeah. uh-huh. it's unbelievable. I have not had. Oh, it's not unbelievable. Had. So, so rank it against like um, uh, Bertucci's and or... No, um, no, it, it doesn't. It's, Pashaw. It's like, a, yeah. it's like, I think there's cheese in it. There's I some like kind there's of cheese, cheese yeah. ingredient that, yeah. that comes it's, with it. They have them um, at all of the Brazilian steakhouses. Do yeah. they? So, it, so it's, it's a Brazilian it's, type of bread? Yeah, I think so. Have you guys ever heard of or seen uh, ice cream bread? Because I just saw it this week for the first time. No. Okay. Do tell. So I saw it's an Instagram thing. I got to try and figure out my how to do it on my own. But uh, this person took a... Bread uh, at ice cream. No. Uh, a pint of vanilla Haagen-Dazs ice cream and then used that with like uh, baking powder and flour and all the other... And it, it becomes bread? And it beca- and they turned it into a, a bread batter and made bread out of it. I'm okay. listening. Okay. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I got to go back to the... the bread Preston that you brought off. Let me tell you the story. So I did an event at, um, oh, I forget. What, what's the one, Marissa, what's the one, the, the Brazilian steakhouse down the street from, from your house? So Fogo de Chão? It's on the corner closer to Gima. Gima. Shima, 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 Shima. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay, so I did an event there years ago, and when I was leaving, I, I said to the guy who, who I hosted the event there. So you know, I was chatting with the guy who helped you know run it, and I was like, oh, I said, you know, do you have those the, the whatever the little cheesy bread things? Where he's like, yeah, of course. I'm like, I was like, I'm. I said, my son loves them. Could I um, could I get some you know to go? He was like, absolutely. I got in the car. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I blamed Jace. I was like, oh, my son really likes these. I'm gonna. You know, <laughs> um, I don't know why I didn't so, want to tell them they were for so me. The bread, the bread in and of itself, without dipping anything, is yeah. awesome. Yeah, so it's, it's you don't need anything. It's glorious. It's, you you could just that could be your meal. I was just say I would go there just yeah, for that. It's that good, Steve. We got to get right. you some. I do yeah. want some. And you got to get them warm. You got to get them right yeah. when they're made. Yeah. There, so oh. I there are certain breads that when they have the accompanying dipping sauce are phenomenal as well. Not your average uh, Joe's has a great uh, bread, but I mean, if this is alone on its own, phenomenal. I gotta try it. Alright, Marissa wants to uh, try Baker some? Casey wouldn't <laughs> let her use her, No, dude, microphone. there's like illness going around. Go use uh, somebody oh, else's okay. mic, yeah. Alright, hang on. <laughs> Hang on. All right. Uh, why, why don't I, oh, here we are. All right, Marissa, go ahead. Really quickly, I once went on a date at the Longwood Gardens restaurant. Uh-huh. The bread there. Oh, oh, really? I've heard good things about the restaurant. All. Yeah, it's like a, you know, not many people have talked about the bread there. So uh-huh. there you go. The bread, the bathrooms. It. Oh, yeah. yeah. The bathroom. I didn't use a bathroom while I was there. I'm on my way to the bathroom. Give me a loaf of bread. <laughs> you didn't take a smash while you were there? <laughs> Next time. All right. Oh, best thing to do on a Saturday, grab a loaf of bread and go take a dump at Longwood Gardens. <laughs> all right. Uh, so anyhow, there's no release yet, date yet on the next Hero Crescent drop, but uh, you can sign up for a wait list if you want to. So you can do that. The Blumkin at the Longwood Gardens. All right, so let's do a movie clip. 
And Casey says we got tons of stuff to give away. Is this you get what you get? Or uh, no, get no, 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 no. <laughs> you, you tell us. We, uh, They know over there in the other room uh, all the prizes that we okay. have. We're going to let you choose your prize. All right. What movie is this food clip from? Here we go. Easy one. What kind of pancakes you want, man? Pancakes. Yeah, what kind? Pancakes. All right, uh, 215. Did you hear that? I did, yes. All right, 215. I can make it out. 215-263-WMMR. Uh, Let's see if you know what movie that is from. All right, order up. Thank you. The Wall Street Journal reports that sales of breakfast cereal have been falling for quite some time. Although the category actually experienced an uptick in popularity during the pandemic, it was a spike that did not last. I love world, breakfast cereal. Uh, shifts away from the pandemic-induced lifestyle of never leaving the house. People are opting for more on-the-go breakfast foods such as granola bars, protein shakes, or even fast food breakfast sandwiches. I don't know why they call it breakfast cereal. It's not like there's lunch cereal, dinner cereal. It's just cereal. Just cereal. But, uh, and I noticed this actually uh, the last time I was at my Acme. I feel like the cereal aisle is the biggest selection of like one type of food. Do you know Probably. what I mean? Like, when you, like yeah. it's an entire aisle yes. of like one, you know, and, and like if you go down the cookie aisle, there's only so many. Yeah, and then you get into crackers Crack, and yeah. other things, but the cereal is just cereal. one side at least mm-hmm. is all cereal. I know what you're saying. So I, the problem with cereal, uh, so, and and I haven't had it in a long time and I, I you know. I eat I it every weekend. Do you? Yeah. Do, so, yeah. so, I find it, especially if it's a cereal that I really like, to blow out almost three quarters of a box eating it. it yeah, in one shot? Yeah, cause, okay. because if there's enough milk yeah. to maintain it, I keep going. Okay. I don't hate cereal, um, but I hate... You don't like milk. I hate milk, <laughs> yeah. so it's hard for me to eat cereal. Do you do it with oat milk? Because you could do... I mean, I the last bowl of cereal, I... Yeah. I, yeah, I, I Try A1. One. Yeah. Um, Case, I, I just want to say, the, I think the only other aisle, at least where I shop, would be the bread aisle. We have an entire oh, aisle. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 So that might compete with the cereal. Mm. So, yeah, I, I don't eat... I probably would eat cereal almost every day, but it's we get up too early. I don't yeah. have time to eat. I, I'm, I don't have time for... Yeah, yeah, you're a wealthy businessman. Uh, so I eat a banana on the way in. That's a breakfast for me. But on the weekends, I make sure I get in my cereal. cereal I get the, the Kellogg's um, vanilla almond. Uh, it's nice. It's great. Okay it's, it's just my favorite. Okay. Do, do you know what I, I, I good appreciate is the Kashi cereal, especially their their cinnamon um, cereal. But um, again, I, I I don't. Now I wait until after noon mm. to eat. And, and, you know, I'm going to start having afternoon cereal. There you go. I uh, I know it's boring. I'm a Cheerios guy, but a Cheerios. No, Cheerios are great. Banana, yeah. Honey, um, I, I like. Uh, yeah, I, you know what, Preston, it's uh, silly, but I like putting my own honey on regular Cheerios. Okay. No, I like uh, putting somebody else's honey on it. Well, <laughs> the instead of buying the pre-bought honey nut Cheerios, yeah. I take a, a bottle of honey. Yeah. And then I put that on my Cheerios. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Because yeah. um, we used to do like sugar, which. Yeah, yeah, we did too. Honey sounds, it's probably healthier. <laughs> By the way. Honey Nick, ends up in the, at the bottom of the milk, which is delicious. Ooh. At the bottom, when you do the sugar on your Cheerios uh-huh. and you drink the milk at the end, you are basically drinking insulin. Oh. Dude, it is yeah. so Sorry sweet. to interrupt, Nick, yeah. but we, well, when I was a kid on Frosted Flakes, we would put sugar. <laughs> on top of the Frosted Flakes. Yes. Oh my God. Sure. It's insane. Uh, what is, Preston, I forget, your milk of choice when it comes to cereal? 2%. 
Okay, so Ben, my son, is uh, whole milk on mm-hmm. cereal only. Okay. But re- if he's going to have a glass of milk, then he goes like 1% or 2%. Yeah. But he prefers, I like, I, I think maybe it's like the sweetness of, of whole milk, like with a little more fat in it. Probably. I'm an overall 2% milk guy, gotcha. but my family, everybody else in the family drinks whole milk exclusively. Huh. So yeah. lactose is a is a sweet. Well, yeah, Stephen, I've been buying the lactose-free. It's not lactate, but right. there's like, you can buy Acme brand lactose free and I, I'm a 1% guy for right, whatever yeah. reason who cares um, but I buy that and also I find it makes me fart less and <laughs> mm. uh, there you go. it lasts longer All right. it lasts in the fridge longer so the reasonings behind uh, the downturn in cereal uh, this is a quote it says from the Wall Street Journal in recent weeks executives from Kellogg's and Post both separately said that they expect the cereal industry to return to its pre-pandemic trend of gradual decline with sales ranging from flat to down by a low single digit percentage a year. One might assume that another big reason for cereals dip in popularity is America's greater focus on health and wellness. Most leading breakfast cereals are laden with excess sugar. However, the nutritional contents of cereal doesn't seem to be a meaningful factor in its decline. A post line of Pebbles cereals, including Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa Pebbles, has seen the largest rise in popularity of any cereal since 2019. I'll say this. I don't see a lot of cereal commercials anymore. No. They used to see them all the time. You know what? We we don't have kids programming on in my house anymore, yeah. and that's usually who it's targeted towards. <laughs> so, Kathy. Well, I don't know. You see cereals? Big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not small. No, no, no. Honeycomb's got a big, big place. <laughs> big, big taste with a big, big bite. And the thing with bunch? the guy. I've, I don't know. Okay. I can't remember how it came. Sha-la-la-la. <laughs> Some cereal's supposed to be good for you. There was an Andre the Giant commercial for Steve I made a gif of Andre the Giant I'm going to find it because I posted it on Twitter probably like two years ago but the Andre the Giant's hanging out in a tree house with an alien and a robot and it's up on the screen here in the studio oh <laughs> and all of a sudden Andre the Giant hops out of the tree house that's what I'm saying yeah. and launches the free the yeah. robot into the sky. Here comes here comes Andre. Ready? He's going to drop the kid, and then he's going to jump down, and he's going to launch the robot right up in the sky. And that's the punchline of the commercial. This has oh, to, had to be around Princess Bride time. Yeah, I think it was like there he goes. That's wow, crazy. Gone. Yeah. Okay, I never okay never knew that existed. <laughs> Enjoy that. One last thing. Food is this- not so fresh, guys. <laughs> the- you soaked into Massengale douche. Uh, this article conjectures that uh, maybe uh, the milk might be a bit of a decline, yeah, um, because of the uh, I guess uh, cows things that have been come to know. Kind of thing with the, the, the milk <laughs> and the uh, cereal no, and the big big bag. for health reasons. Uh, some people are trying milk alternatives uh, made from oats and almonds. Oh. So you stand on oatmeal. <clears throat> oatmeal? Yeah, I'm I a love big oatmeal. Big oatmeal. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, love it. All right, uh, let's see if we can get an answer uh, and find out what movie this clip is from. Pancakes, you want right? Pancakes. Yeah, what kind? Pancakes. All right, we're going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Kmart sucks. <laughs> Clearly, you know Hi, the movie. Mike. What movie Rain is Man. it? Rain Man. Rain Man, yes, absolutely correct. All right, Mike, here's what we got for you. All right, Mike, we have a pair of tickets to see Joe Gatto's Night of Comedy. This is going to be on Thursday, January 19th Ah. at the Met Philadelphia. And tickets are on sale today at 9 o'clock via Ticketmaster. And uh, tune in next week. We're going to have Joe Gatto on the show. Excellent. All right, let's move on to another. Or do I? We're going to do another another clip. Sorry. All right, this is another food clip. What movie is this from? Hey, you guys want mayo or mustard or both? 
Street Brothers. Uh, two mustard, please. Thanks, Thanks, Mama. Got it. Nate, mayo or mustard? How about ketchup? All right, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know what movie that's from. That's kind of a tough one. Yeah. All right. We haven't really talked about Halloween candy yet. Uh, each year, online vendor CandyStore.com releases insights based on more than 15 years worth of sales data and publishes a U.S. map noting the most popular candy picks based on pounds sold in bulk via CandyStore.com and other outlets in every state. So we go through the ritual at home. My uh, wife has already purchased Halloween candy. Yeah, she said, Rochelle. this should be enough. Mm-hmm. And I chuckle because <laughs> I'm going to go get a whole bunch. I'm going to hide it in my trunk. And then on, on the night, because my house is done up, Yeah, it's telegraphing to the world. We're into Halloween. I showed you the line in front of my house last, last year. year. The people line up to come yeah. to Steve's house so, to so, trick or treat, which uh, is awesome. I, I don't want anyone to go candyless, yeah. so I make sure we're set. And, and then I, subsequently, the, the Monday or the, the day after, I'll bring in about 200 pounds of candy. To yeah. the because you run out, get the extra, right. and then uh, I'm the complete opposite. I still have the candy from last year in the bowl, <laughs> oh so I'm going to go ahead and put that back out. Really? So kids yeah. enjoy. <laughs> yes, I'm not. I refuse to buy candy anymore because we just eat it because no one comes to my house. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're just in a spot that's not mm-hmm. conducive and, and, to a lot of traffic. But yeah. it's so it's so weird because the neighborhood is like there are kids running everywhere. They just don't and make you, it you, up you, to the the right. corner. You decorate though and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's I, I really think it's just because it's the corner and, oh. and also sometimes and, geographically it just tough. doesn't work. Yeah. Oh. And also after my house, like once you turn the corner, like everybody kind of goes, you know, down the, the street. Once you turn the corner after uh, like two houses, the sidewalk ends. Oh, so I feel like people right. are just yeah. like, we're not right. going up that way. I hear you. you scoffed at me last year, Steve, but I said it and I'm going to say it again. Uh, the kids go crazy for the nerds rope. I'm I'm telling you, I did it last year, okay. and then not oh, only yeah. that, but the um, because I know you like to do the the big size regular. No, I don't. I, I do the smaller because we we're handling. Oh, we, oh my we, god, uh, you can't do hundreds. I I, I literally You'd have to sell broke. my car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because uh, go, I, I envy people who can do that. The I can do thing. that because we don't get any trigger treaters. Bite size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the nerd rips, and then uh, the I think it's the airhead extremes. Are those the ones? That it's in a really long thing, and they're like. Um, uh, they're sour. So I don't know. For some uh, reason, the kids these days, they love the, the soury candy. So, does it, so what does it show us? Yeah. The, uh, I'm, I'm going to give you our, our, our the tri-state area and the most popular candies by sold in bulk. And this is over the last 15 years. Okay. Uh, they've been so keeping this data. That's worth, worthwhile data. We'll start with Delaware. Delaware's uh, most popular uh, candy for Halloween, Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Casey's raising his arms in victory. Uh, New Jersey... Tootsie Pops. Boo. Whoa, whoa. What? Tootsie Pops. Boo. I mean, wait, hang on. You want hell. You go to hell. They suck. They end of sentence, period, full stop. Do you like Tootsie Rolls? No, they suck too. Yeah, I'm with you. Don't get mad at me. I'm with you. I wanted to agree with you. I just didn't know if you didn't like it because of the Tootsie Roll in the middle. It's not one of my favorites. I like them. If you're going to have a chocolate candy, have a chocolate candy. Don't fake me out with some. Tootsie Allow BS. me to give you a Steven Seagal bow. <laughs> wow. I agree. Oh, you get, look at us over here. Here's, yeah. here's what I think, Preston. I think they match. I think, that, I think the tastes go well together. Uh, I think Nick... Your opinion is wrong. I think Nick has been stealing my Tootsie Pops and this is just a... <gasps> and it's a recovery. It's a recovery. 
This That's exactly what someone who was stealing them would say. Wait, weren't they blow pops? Casey has both. No, no, no. Well, these both. are these tootsie. are tootsie pops and blow pops. There's, but, there's dude, another jar. I, let me show you my favorite because they're in here and, <laughs> and they're they're the hardest ones to get. Is this raspberry one? Oh my god, yes. These are the best. Ones. Those are no the best kidding. ones. These and and I and I think grape are yes. probably. I'll my tell you what, god, Preston. Dude. I will I, I will you. support you in this. I'm not really a lollipop person, but if I'm going to have a lollipop. Any essence of chocolate in it will make it better for me. Now, when you on the wrapper, uh-huh. you don't um, eat that. No, you don't eat that. But uh, we always looked for. There's an Indian shooting a, a bow and arrow at a star. Oh. Really? And that was always like a, a special one. If you ever found it on there, oh, really? not on yeah. all oh, of the not on all of them. Oh. Can I open this? Yeah, I'm not going to eat it. You're going to ruin it. the rest? Well, do it. Let me, let me do a less popular Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, do a no. chocolate one because chocolate everybody, everybody oh, hates yeah, the chocolate yes, yes. Pops. <laughs> uh, wait, Because so I want to show you guys a trick. <laughs> oh, okay, Ooh. great. Here, I'll... All right, wait, while he's doing that case, are people stealing from your jar? Uh, This one's been clear a little bit. Well, here's the deal also. We we said on air, and I have it in the office, I have a a security camera that we're going to hide here. (laughs) All right, here we go. All right, I got it. I'm going to show you a little trick. I don't know. I haven't done this in a long, long time. All right, now we've never met, right? Yep. Uh, Since I was a kid, I haven't done this. All right, so first let me see if the Indian's on here. The Native American, sorry. Um, and there he is! Casey, oh! right there. What does that mean? Right there. Wow. It was just oh. always oh, nice. It was always my favorite one to get. I don't know. Somebody said if you, if you found that, you got a free one <laughs> to me probably, once. They're probably on every single one. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> I have spent years <laughs> looking? looking at these things. You win $50 right, so, and wampum. You can uh, you can whistle with the uh, oh. with the um, the packaging. All right, let me see. It's really loud, too, if I do it right. Hopefully it will Does it sound like the death whistle? No, of course, I'm not going to be able to do it now. Oh, got it. Hang on, let me try try the other side. You got to lick it. (laughs) Suck it. God, I haven't done it. I'm hearing it. There you go. Come on. I used to be able to make it. Sounds like a radio transmission. So loud, man. He's going to pass out. Well, you, you get the idea. Yes, it was. Amazing. I used to be able to do it where it was like it would piercing <laughs> people's ears. It it was again. A- Nick, that's the best part of a tootsie puff. He's <laughs> <laughs> using the wrapper. Wow, you found the worst through the tootsie puff. Want to see if I have a Native American on my mind? I don't. No. Uh, somebody says uh, when I got is a text when I got when I was young and I got a wrapper that had the Indian shooting the star. I brought it back to the store and they would give you a free tootsie oh. puff. See, that's what I heard. I just never followed through. Uh, and, on it. and so this person had that happen where they were they were getting free Tootsie Pop. That's what they're texting. Wow. Yeah, so mm. all right, anyway, moving on. That's New Jersey. Tootsie Pops, number one as far as the uh, candies go. Mm. Pennsylvania. All right, drum roll. Oh. Okay. I got you. <laughs> Pennsylvania's number one uh candy for Halloween. Hershey's mini bars. Just there a regular you go. just a regular Hershey's small. It is kind of boring. Uh well. It's a classic. It's probably milk chocolate, too, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just the standard yeah. uh, um, Hershey's mini bar. So, I mean, it's a little, little boring, but it is a classic. It is you, a classic. You know? no. Do you think that has anything to do with Hershey being yeah. in Pennsylvania? I think probably. so. I think people are being paid off. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, let's see if somebody knows what clip. Big uh, chocolate. <laughs> this movie is from. Here we go. Hey, you guys Big want chocolate. mayo or mustard or both? What's mayo on a hot dog? For your brothers. Uh, two mustard, please. Thanks, Mama. Got it. Nate. Mayo or mustard? How about ketchup? All right, we're going to go to... I can't see it. Move the cursor. Oh, I can't yeah, see yeah. Name I here. think it's Mara. Uh, Mara. Hi, good morning, Mara. Hey, 
Hello. All right, Mara. <laughs> All right. You sound very excited. Uh, Mara. I don't want to talk to you. What movie is it from? <laughs> I-, I believe it's Avengers Endgame. Endgame. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Hang on. Here's what we have for you. We have a pair of tickets to Joe Gatto's Night of Comedy Thursday, January 19th at the Met. Tickets are on sale today at 9 a.m. via Ticketmaster. All right, uh, another movie clip. Let's see if you can identify what film. Uh, go one up, Case. Okay, this one? Uh, one more. Uh, this one. Yep, let's yep. see if you can peg what movie this is from. Here we go. I uh, hope you like potato salad. It's chunky style, my favorite. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you play it again? Yeah, here we go. I uh, hope you like potato salad. It's chunky style, my favorite. All right, 215 263 WMMR. All right, let's see if you know the answer. All right, order up. Here we go. Restaurant news. I'm going to mention something. This debuted. I meant to get to this last week, uh, but I, we didn't get to the connoisseur. Uh, but there is a new sushi speakeasy in Fishtown, uh, and it sounded interesting. It's called Sushi Sweet. Sushi Sweet. Yeah. S S U I T. Sushi Sweet. Sushi Sweet. Oh. And reading the press release about it says this exclusive eight seat, ninety minute experience takes place through a private door behind Izakaya. Uh, Fishtown. Oh, okay. Uh, chef. Uh, so this is really this is really a speakeasy vibe where you have an exclusive dining situation. Uh, chef Mitsutaka Harada will masterfully prepare and serve up to uh, serve up a seventeen course chef's choice uh, omakase extravaganza Ooh. to eight guests at a time. So this is kind of like a speakeasy sushi chef's table. Uh, there you go. Uh, the chef hails from Japan. Now lives in Balakinwood, oh. right here in our backyard, which is Little Japan. He went to Temple. Brings with him seventeen years of experience from some of Philadelphia's most well-known and well-regarded restaurants, including Morimoto, Zama, uh, Sushi Hatsu, uh, Ginza. Uh, Makiman, uh, Mitsu Sushi, Rodan, uh, Makiman, and others. Uh, guests compare their feast with a menu of signature cocktails, rare Japanese wow. whiskeys, as well as an extensive sake menu. Wow. So, um, Marissa, uh, oh, there she is. Um, Marissa and I went to an izakaya with Pierre years ago. I think it was at the Borgata, or it was one of the casinos in Atlantic City, but I, I mentioned this a while ago, and you said izakaya is like a name that goes along with sushi, or is that, a, I forget why izakaya is not. Uh, every sushi restaurant. Yeah, Izakaya in uh, the Borgata is owned by Michael Schulsten, who has a bunch of restaurants here in Philadelphia as well. And But Izakaya is a very common name. It's like Cucina gotcha. uh, in Italian restaurants. Like, there's just a ton okay. of that name. Okay. But this omakase uh, is a big trend that's happening all over the city, and there's a lot of them opening up. This kind of speakeasy sushi thing? Yeah, Steve, describing? you pretty much just sit down and then they just bring you like 14 dishes of sushi. Oh. And yeah, okay, so it is like a chef's yeah. table. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's something I, 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 I wish I liked. Yeah, I, mm. it's adventurous. It's fun. I've done it several times and we're, and like, we're cool. like, bring it to us. I'm with you, Kathy. I, <laughs> I want you're to. You're a little too picky. Yeah. Well, I, I want to. So, Dr. Mike has assured me that he is going to <laughs> make me a sushi fan, so we're <laughs> still waiting for that thing, but but I, uh, I, I it does look awesome and people who love it just love I it know. so much that I'm like, oh man. And there's ways to start. Like when I have had sushi with with Pierre, he'll eat um, the pickle sushi. 
because and there's no fish and things like that. So okay. there's a little like you know stepping stones. You don't have to eat the sashimi, which is the raw fish. Raw fish, yeah. Right Sushi top. is actually yeah. the rice, believe oh, it or not. Okay, but, but sashimi I like is rice. the raw fish. So, um, all right. So for design the eight seat sushi room and counter feature and upscale dark and intimate vibe that features inspiration with subtle 1920s clam meets modern day speakeasy. So I thought that was kind of interesting and worth throwing in the connoisseur. All right, let's see if you know the answer. What movie is this food clip from? I uh, hope you like potato salad. It's chunky style, my favorite. All right, we're going <laughs> to go to Matt. Hey, Matt, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good, buddy. All right, so what movie is that from? That is Bachelor Party. Yes, Tom Hanks, Bachelor Party. Absolutely correct. And by the way, it's whole in the scene, he points to a bowl full of whole potatoes <laughs> yeah. with just a little bit of lettuce surrounding it. And that's why he says it's potato salad in chunky style, by the way. All right, Case, what do we have? Uh, you have our final pair of tickets to Joe Gatto's Night of Comedy. That's going to be on Thursday, January 19th at the Met Philadelphia. Tickets go on sale today at 9 a.m. via Ticketmaster. All right, a quick guest phone call because we don't have much time. we got to get crumb bum cash, and I need to uh, get my next oh! stories. But Dr. Mike Sirigliano's on the line. Dr. Mike. I, listen, most most of my people rap me before I even talk, so I'll make it very quick. <laughs> right. Steve, we're doing sushi. Yes. Right? It's an experience, Kathy. It's wonderful. You 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 get to taste all of the these amazing flavors, and it's very healthy for you unless you get a parasite, but you don't. <laughs> oh, unless you get a parasite. Oh, so Mike you go to a <laughs> reputable place go into a good Oh, you're really selling this yeah, yeah. Unless I'm you in. get a parasite. Yeah. So, so Mike uh-huh. <laughs> Do you, do you want to reveal where, where you might be focusing us at when we have our debut sushi meal, or do you, are you still working it? Well, I, I, I have to think about All this right. very, very carefully. But, you know, there's a ton of wonderful places oh, yeah. around here. Yeah. We're going to do it. And, uh, look, I got you to eat an oyster. You I? did. You did. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm on board. the sea when yeah. you ate that. <laughs> I, yeah, I did not like it. But uh, to well, me, it's, it's like a sea loogie. But, but it, it, it's still... It's still okay. Sushi seems to have more variety. Yeah, well, it's a lot of variety. You can get it cooked. You can get all kinds. It's an experience. Yeah, you can all get right. some tempura all in there. Right. You can get it where it's good. All right, thank you, I Dr. Love Mike. You. We love you, love you Dr. Yeah. Mike. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Uh, let's get another clip and see if you can... Do we have time, Case? We don't really, uh, unless we just want to, like... Keep one, going. Keep going till uh, for another twelve minutes. Do it. And I, I think we can. I do it. Stuff. Okay, let's okay. do it. Okay, all right. It's, it's the extended connoisseur. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the extended connoisseur. All right. Let's see if you know what movie this clip is from. Here we go. He's not literally a catcher eating rye bread. It's more of a metaphor for his state of adolescent angst. All right, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know that rye bread clip. All right, um, order up. All right, salad dressings. Salad. You have a lot in your, uh, probably a lot in your fridge. What is your, what were you about to say? Salad. Salad. Um, salad. No, I only have one salad dressing in my oh, fridge. Let me guess. Okay. Balsamic vinaigrette. Uh, no. I'm uh, a big balsamic vinaigrette fan. Absolutely. Mm. I forget the name of it. It's uh-huh. like an, it's like an um, Italian. No, it's an apple cider vinegar uh-huh. um, okay. type of dressing. According to Kraft Sales, the most popular, uh, barely, uh, ranch dressing is the most popular dressing in America. Is it also one of the highest calorically? 
Don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. They're all pretty high. I mean, like Thousand Island, what about which Balsamic I Vinaigrette? love, and, uh, and, and Chunky Blue Cheese, which I love. Those are way up yeah, there. Yeah, I think the, cr- the creamy Bals- ones are, yeah. are yeah. Balsamic is lower uh, yeah, yeah. because it's vinegar and oil, yeah. essentially. And, you know, you throw in some uh, pepper and, and stuff like that. I, I make my own uh, yeah. dressings a lot. Preston, I can, make, I can make a balsamic vinaigrette. Really? It's actually really good. Yeah. Make me some. All right. <laughs> I want so some of Kathy's own. It's like three ingredients. Yeah, and it's then, easy to make. Yeah. Usually I have tips on how to eat um, things higher in calories, but I, I have a really great tip for you guys <laughs> for uh, almost no zero-calorie salad dressing. you got to find yourself a nice, fresh salsa that tastes great on its own, and then you use that salsa as a salad dressing. I'm telling you, it is okay. great. Yes. Right. Yeah. Or you know what I do sometimes is just squeeze a lemon. That's it? Yeah. The lemon. Mm. I, I got to add some oil in there, too, but... Uh, Lemon, oil, salt, and pepper can make a nice little uh, light salad. How about water, salt, and pepper? You can do that, too. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, Classic Ranch is the most popular in 13 states, including uh, Virginia, Georgia, Florida, Wisconsin, and Maryland. Now, this is interesting. Uh, in the northeast parts uh, of the country, um, Catalina... Catalina is almost just as popular as ranch. That's also, I think Catalina and French are pretty much the same salad. I was at the Catalina dressing mixer <laughs> and <laughs> the F and Catalina, the <laughs> F and Catalina dressing mixer. Uh, and Thousand Island and Zesty Italian took third and fourth place nationally. I think I think Thousand Island is an overlooked. Oh yeah, salad dressing that is fantastic. Love it. Um, surprisingly, raspberry vinaigrette. I like that. Took place in uh, took first place in Texas and Arizona. I do like raspberry vinaigrette. And South Dakota can't seem to decide between coleslaw or creamy poppy seed. Coleslaw. Stupid bastards. Coleslaw dressing. That's not a salad dressing. No. And there are a variety of different coleslaws. I'm you can get you can get vinegar based coleslaws or uh, ones that are creamy coleslaws. Oh, I no. don't, yeah, I don't like coleslaw. Anybody go uh, salad dressing free? No dressing whatsoever. No, Bubba. Yep. Uh, yeah, these husband does. Me too. You enjoying your grass over there, Kathy? <laughs> I like a little I, bit of No, I can't stand a, that. A, uh, you know, like you mentioned before, a little lemon squeeze, and I'm good to go. Okay. I don't need a dressing. All right. Well, that technically the lemon is a dressing. Mm-hmm. Lemon mm-hmm. squeeze, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Squeezy peasy. Um, but anyhow, yeah, it's Ranch Reign Supreme. And Casey, we're not going to... No. Not even going to touch no. on your relationship with the ranch. Favorite. My next story has to do with pizza. So. Oh, good. Yeah, but um, we are now going to see if we can get an answer and find out what movie this particular food clip is from. He's not literally a catcher eating rye bread. It's more of a metaphor for a state of adolescent angst. All right, we go to Joe to see if he knows the answer. Hey, Joe, good morning. Joe, what movie is it? Big Fat Liar. Yes. Hang on a second. Got goodies for you. What is it? Joe, we got a case of new Belgium Voodoo Ranger Hard Charge Tea. Sometimes the easiest choice is the hardest. Introducing Voodoo Rangers Hard Charge Tea with 7% ABV in every delicious sip. All right. Another movie clip. What is this from? Mm. Citrus. Maybe some strawberry, passion fruit, and oh, there's just like the faintest sous-vide of like uh, asparagus, and there's a just a flutter of like a like a nutty Edam cheese. 
Wow. Strawberries, yeah. Good. Strawberries. Yeah. All right, 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> <that out. laughs> what movie is that from? All right, order up. 70, as I said, this is a pizza story. All right. Uh, according to a study that was done, uh, 5,000 adults, 74% of Americans would eat pizza for any meal of the day. Yeah. That's uh, a lot. Even, yeah. it's so, so they're saying even breakfast, which we, is no Absolutely. big deal to us. Absolutely. We, we, when we, have, we just had uh, Lorenzo's in here. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, Giuseppe brought by tons of different pizzas, and we had those for breakfast. I assume that pizza, and I think you've had, a, you've had to discuss this at some point, what is the most universally um, accepted food accepted around food. the world, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe, maybe in the United States, I think, right? Pizza? Definitely in the United States. Yeah. I mean, pizza, the, the burgers and, and uh, frankfurters. I told you guys this story. Uh, I saw a, a documentary series. I forgot what it was called, but it was essentially... Um, uh, it was pioneering uh, 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 businesses of, of some type, and it, and it broke down different categories. And one of them was pizza. And they they went into detail how, believe it or not, it was Pizza Hut that created yeah. the pizza phenomenon in the United States. Like it was. What am I talking about? <laughs> I am talking about the need to eat pizza. It was. It was little known before Pizza Hut got a hold of it. There were there were pizzerias in New York and Little Italy, but. They didn't. It didn't take off until to become that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna order a pizza. And it was almost when when it was introduced. It was novelty. It was like it was a. It was an event to take your family to go out and everybody eat with their hands. Right, right, right. And and you know just have this uh, thing where there's big. You know, it's it's family style. Everything's in the middle. You grab yeah, that yeah. and stuff like that. I can see so that. It was unique for its time, and they were um, they were integral in uh, in getting the the phenomenon to spread. So and red cups. According to this. Uh, Survey twenty five percent surveyed love pizza so much that they would serve it at their wedding. I was I, just at a wedding where we had pizza. Served. Likewise, and you know where everyone went when they announced it out to the pizza. They what? In a pizza truck. Oh, really? Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so, pepperoni, sausage, mushroom, and Parmesan cheese are among the nation's most favorite toppings. Uh, northeastern states tend to favor sausage over pepperoni, so that's us. Where where are the sausages? Uh, where are they? They're in the northeast. Oh, right? okay. So, yeah. Where are the sausages? Um, Texas, Maryland, Maine, and Hawaii prefer mushrooms on their pizza. Huh. I'm a big fan of that. Oh, so Hawaiian uh, people don't like Hawaiian style pizza. No, they don't. They're yeah. smart. Okay. No, I'm, I'm by the survey. Oh, I don't know. It says they prefer mushrooms on their pizza. So I gotcha. it doesn't. Um, so, well, there, it touches on pineapple here in a second. Standout states include New Hampshire, whose residents love a slice with blue cheese and buffalo sauce. Ooh, okay. right. And Washington state residents who replace the tomato sauce with pesto. So we go to a place called Evo's, which is close to us, and they're they're pretty phenomenal. And we'll get the we'll get spinach. Uh, often, uh, and then sometimes chicken, but that's about as extravagant as I go. So the, Steve, average, the average person, I'm sorry, one last stat, Nick. Uh, the average person can eat five slices by themselves in a single sitting. Uh, what? If, uh, well, if you're putting... Son, I think, not at Lorenzo's. No, <laughs> no, for Christ's sake. You'd have to be... The, the defibrillators would have to come out. Yeah, I could do five, no problem. <laughs> uh, 
uh, Steve, did you sort of blanch at uh, Hawaiian pizza? Not a big fan. I thought I'm surprised by that because yeah. I do like pineapple. I do. I love pineapple. Yeah. I like raisins. <laughs> I do like raisins. Uh, I, like, I uh, like Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, me too. I think it's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and Preston, you mentioned uh, pesto, and I'm I'm behind pesto. you guys. But I'm catching up on uh, the bear and that scene where they do the deep dish pizza served in the yeah. really fancy restaurant, yeah. and the guy like puts a little pesto sauce on it, and then bring it out, you know, to uh, to the people sitting at the table. I thought that was really a great cool. scene where yeah. they they go out to this place they and get, get the deep dish. pizza that they love, and then they, the actual top level chef then just dresses it up in a way. Yeah. If you don't watch the bear and are, are not famished by the time an right. episode's over, you're not paying attention. Uh, respondents, by the way, Nick uh, said that the worst toppings were avocado, eggplant, pineapple, and fried chicken. Oh, I, I disagree. Yeah. I, yeah, all right. I disagree. <laughs> He's like, put anything on pizza. It's good. Would you like an avocado, eggplant, pineapple, fried chicken pizza? <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. A, I mean, I, I'm not. Nick, there was guy. a dead mouse on that pizza. <laughs> I, I actually like it. All right. What's it barbecue? <laughs> Let's see if someone knows what uh, clip this is from, and then we got to get to crumb mum cash here. Here we go. Mm. A little citrus. Maybe some strawberry. Mm. Passion fruit. Mm. And. Oh, there's just like the faintest sous-son of like uh, asparagus, and there's a just a flutter of like a like a nutty Edam cheese. Wow, strawberries, yeah, good strawberries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to Jim. Hey, Jim, good morning. Buxco. Yeah, yeah, he's a Buxco man. Jim, what movie is that from, please? I believe it's Sideways. It is Sideways. Paul Giamatti doing most of the dialogue now. And we got something for you. What we got, Casey? All right, we have a pair of tickets for the Philadelphia Orchestra Presents Music of Superheroes. It's going to be tomorrow, Saturday, October 14th at Verizon Hall with pre-concert activities beginning at at 10 a.m. Wow, at 10 a.m. It's an action-packed concert event for the whole family with a costume contest, pop-up comic book shop and exhibit, appearances by your favorite heroes and more. Tickets are on sale right now. Nice. Was that the back-to-back Giamatti clips? Was it Big Fat Liar in the Sideways? Uh, yes. They're both Giamatti movies. And that wasn't him and Big okay. Fat Liar, no, it was though. the kids in, gotcha. in that one. But uh, still. But yes, you are correct. That's He's so great in that movie. Yeah. He's so great in both and, of those And Big movies. Fat Liar, he's great. Um, Especially when he, he's dyed blue. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, do, he does a scene before he's dyed blue. It's, it's right before that. He goes out to the pool to go swimming, and his character's name is Marty Wolf. Yeah, yeah. And they're playing uh, Hungry Like the Wolf, and he does this dance. <laughs> It's so damn funny. That's an underrated movie. I love, I love it. it. And he keeps uh, Jaleel White is his uh, is his. Yeah, show. he keeps calling him Urkel. Hey, Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, looking at the clock, we can do Crumbum Cash in five, four, three. Because we have to do it right at ten or eight. That'll be two hours from now. Yes, <laughs> one. Here we go. Ninety-three, three, WMMR. Philadelphia. You're a real crumb bum. It's time for a crumb bum cash keyword. All right, the word is money. It's what we're after, right, gang? Money. M-O-N-E-Y. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways to do it. Enter it at WMMR.com through the MMR app, or you can text it at the special contest short code number, which is 45911. One random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest, and each winner gets a call from Beasley, so make sure you answer your phone. The contest rules are available at WMMR.com, and it's all sponsored by Horizon Services. So, again, the word is money. M-O-N-E-Y. 
I enter it right now. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment, and we'll get to the bizarre file, so stay with us. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space. Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts, and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less app holes. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. Preston and Steve. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Come. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before we do the Bizarre File, which we're running late for, and I apologize, we must officially welcome our Friday with the band Froggy. By the way, we have uh, about a minute and a half left for you to enter the word money for Crumb Bum Cash. Just a last reminder there. The word is money. M-O-N-E-Y. Now we can do that. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Got junk, want it gone? Then you want J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Veteran and military. Family owned and operated. You can visit J-Dog Junk Removal, R-D-S-C.com. That's J-Dog Junk Removal, R-D-S-C.com. Uh, we will start with this. Shannon and Stetson Parker were celebrating their 10th anniversary on a sightseeing train trip through Colorado this weekend when they spotted a strange figure along a distant hillside. <laughs> Shannon asked Stetson what he thought it could be, and he joked and said, I don't know, it's Bigfoot. Well, Shannon quickly grabbed her Nikon camera and snapped some photos. Another passenger named Brandon, whom they didn't even know previously, began taking a video, and as they reviewed the footage, which went viral when it was uh, shared by 
by Out There Colorado, they realized that Stetson's initial guess might not have been far off. They captured what appeared to be a large, lumbering creature with brown hair walking with a human-like gait along the hillside. And uh, not planned at all. It eventually squats down near a patch of foliage. Uh, Stetson estimates they spotted the figure about 10 miles from the closest human settlement. The narrow-gauge sightseeing train departs from Durango, Colorado to Silverton before returning again to Durango. I want to take this trip sometime. It's beautiful. Oh, it looks gorgeous. So I, I, I don't normally associate the Sasquatch population with this kind of terrain. Right? Uh, this doesn't look like their normal. I don't know. Man. I mean, well, what we what we've been told is their normal area. Yeah. So, so either you're up in the snow like a yeti, or looks, you're in the the forest. It looks like a person in a no! in a hairy suit. No, really. To me. And to be honest, you know what my initial reaction is that these people. I think it's somebody out there doing it. I don't think they these people are in on, it. in on it. I think that somebody was just out there hoping. Pretending to be, and oh, I, they know that the train goes by. If I was going to rent a damn costume and wander around out there, I'd pay someone on the, on the uh, at least someone to go, hey, look at that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not them, though. Maybe they're the suckers. Uh, Stetson explained the images are somewhat grainy because of Shannon's camera. Uh, Shannon's camera I'm a Bigfoot, you moron! Was zoomed in to its maximum limit. Brandon's camera, too, is set at nine times zoom on a moving train, no less. Stetson said that he has, he's no conspiracy theorist and he welcomes feedback from experts, but uh, who might be able to offer offer a conventional explanation for what he saw, but until then, he's a true believer. Now, I said I tried to immediately debunk what I was looking at right in front of me, but I couldn't identify anything that seemed similar to it. Well, at least they had the coloring that, like, in the area, it would seem to be colored in the environment it's in, which yeah. would be... Uh, do you think they ever use mass transit? Do you think they'd ever use uh, a train? I don't think... I think they're uncomfortable. They're so yeah. big. Yeah. Yes. to fit on those And things. they're shy from... Yeah. And, and they're, they spread their spore all over the place. You don't want yeah. that on a train. No. But I thought I heard that that same guy thought he saw a llama when he was driving down Belmont yeah. Avenue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just like you did. Yeah. I took a video of the llama this morning. I, on my I way see in. it every morning and I still see it. Like I see it as the llama. I'll show you my video okay. as soon as we're done with the bizarre file. <laughs> Alright, in Michigan, a man accused of uh, pleasuring himself in public allegedly had methamphetamines and a cucumber when he was arrested. Okay, so how does the cucumber come into play here? The 45-year-old Dearborn Heights man is one of three men who were seen. Oh, that's for my butt. Pleasuring himself in the town <laughs> Within a week, by the way, it's unclear what he was doing with the cucumber. He is only he's the only suspect who has been arrested. Uh, the suspect is facing charges of aggravated indecent exposure and others because he had the methamphetamines. Uh, one of the other incidents happened on Sunday when a man was caught on video while pleasuring himself in a blue Honda CRV in the parking lot of OW Best Middle School. Oh, no. He opened the car door, revealing that he was fully nude. And on Monday, a man was seen pleasuring himself while fully nude. With with the car door open at Heinz Park. Police are investigating whether this is part of a social media challenge or other trend. Or, or perhaps some sort of automobile promotion. Maybe. Mm. Parents whose children attend a Miami school are displeased after their kids were shown part of a new horror movie leaving the children distraught. <laughs> Michelle Diaz said that her fourth grade twins were shown nearly 30 minutes of Winnie the Pooh Honey and Blood. <laughs> yeah, I've a seen it. A horror film featuring childhood favorite Winnie the Pooh, the twist being that he's a homicidal maniac. <laughs> the students were connected with a mental health counselor afterwards. Yeah, it could be traumatic. 
the movie which came out this year and received a 3% score on Rotten Tomatoes, shows a deranged poo and piglet on a killing spree. The film hit theaters after the characters from uh, Winnie the Pooh became public domain. Uh, the unrated horror flick was shown to students by a careless teacher, Diaz said. The students had selected the film. Uh, she said he didn't stop the movie, even though the kids were saying, hey, stop the movie. We don't want to see this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diaz met with the charter school principal and said she felt completely abandoned by the school. In a statement, the school said the academy has become aware that a segment of a horror movie was shown to fourth graders uh, that was not suitable for the age group. Our administration promptly addressed the issue directly with the teacher and has taken appropriate action to ensure the safety and well-being of our students. We're actively monitoring the students and our mental health counselor and principal have already met with those students who have expressed concern. This was a lazy horror movie. They had something they could have done, but they didn't do it. There's one that actually features the banana splits that is much better. Okay, but they showed it to a group of fourth graders, whether it's a lazy horror movie or not. (laughs) It's got some horrific uh, uh, imagery in it. Uh, Listen to this. This I didn't know this was possible. The body of a... No, that's not the right one. No. Hang on, that's the wrong one. That's a a, a dude died. I'll get to that one later on. Uh, I want to end with a good one. Yeah, a Quebec woman is thriving with a liver that is more than 100 years old. Uh, the story began with Audrey uh, Deschanel. Uh, she went for a solo backpack trip two decades ago when she was 19. She left Toronto in perfect health but started experiencing fatigue on the trail. She passed out only to be found by David Blythe, whom uh, she had met just two days before. He said, I rolled in and there she is on the floor. She's as yellow as you'd want to be. Look, oh, I wow. just hit a Bigfoot with my car. Let's <laughs> take its liver. She said, I got in a big, he said, I got in a big panic and scooped her up and started running for the hospital. Uh, it turned out that she was suffering from acute uh, fulamentant uh, hepatitis, mm-hmm. a rare syndrome that uh, results in rapid tissue death of the liver. She was wow. lucky. There was a match. And though she's now 39 years old, her liver is much older. She said, my liver is 108 years old. Wow. Her donor was an 88-year-old man. and uh, Was it taken by force? According to a transplant surgeon, Dr. Presanto Chaudhary, he said 108 Eight is old for a liver. The oldest donor we've had in Quebec is 92 years old, and that liver is still doing well. The liver is a nat- has a natural ability to regenerate. Wow. So there's no clear limit on how far a liver can go. I, I, I never knew that. No, neither did I. Uh, the story goes beyond the hospital surgery room. Though Blythe uh, had just met her, he never left the two later married uh. and have been together for 20 years. Mm. But I had no idea that a um, transplanted body part uh, could last that long. And apparently the liver is, I guess, when you know you have to take the medication to stop an organ from being rejected by the body. Yeah. But the liver is more readily accepted by the human body when Not, it's transplanted? Not really sure. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to take this opportunity to mention that a friend of ours, uh, John Dorenzi, uh, is looking for a kidney transplant. Yes, he is. Uh, he's one of the greatest people we know. Uh, he's helped out with so many things throughout the years. A lot of these big parties that we have, John helped us put on uh, because of his work with uh, local beer companies. Yeah. And so uh, he needs a living kidney donor, if possible. And we have a, we have a link on presidency.com. If you're interested to see if you're a match, you can definitely take a look there. But there's going to be an event uh, to promote organ donation uh, and uh, in support of John. And this is going to be at Chickies and Pete's on November 18th, the South Philly location. on uh, November 18th? November 18th. Right. Yep, correct. John's going to be in studio on Monday, so we're going to talk uh, ah. to him a little bit more about it and what he needs exactly. And then we're also going to, uh, pressing going to have a program, uh, a person in, I'm sorry, from the program, uh, DonorsOne.org, and they're going to talk about how critical uh, organ donation is. So that's going to be Monday morning around 9 a.m. All right, and then one more quick plug for a charity thing, if you guys don't No, mind. by all means. Uh, 
I got this from Holly Havens, who has helped out with our blood drive in the past. She works for a non a local nonprofit organization called the Joy of Socks, which I love that name. Yeah. Uh, she said we collect and distribute new socks for men, women, and children experiencing homelessness. Uh, she said our warehouse is located in Phoenixville. With uh, we work with shelters, soup kitchens, clinics, etc., all across Philly and the U.S. Actually, around the world. And she said since our founding in 2010, we have distributed 988,000 pairs of socks, wow. which means that we're only 12,000 pair away from reaching 1 million. And we are hoping to achieve this goal during Socktober. Ah. There you go. It's all coming together. Which is right now. So I sent the information over to you, Nick. Um, if you can post that, that would be great. The website is tjos.org, which stands for the joy of socks. Think of the joy of sex. Yes. Oh. The joy of socks. Tjos.org. And if you can donate a pair of socks... That would be wonderful. I was unaware of how important, obviously, socks to someone who's homeless or yes. you know, that can really make a difference. I know it seems to make, might seem to you to be a sort of a frivolous thing, but it does make a world of difference. Most definitely. So the joy of socks, TJOS.org. If you can donate, that'd be great. They're trying to hit a million socks, and I think we can put them there. So, all right, just wanted to mention that. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second when we return. Uh, Duncan Trussell is going to be at Helium Comedy yeah. Club. is going to be in our studio, and we got several other guests before we were done as well. So we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. The orange and the black as we drop the puck on a new season of Flyers Hockey. Tune in for select games right here all season long. Tomorrow, the Flyers take on the Senators at 1 p.m. in Ottawa. We'll be rocking the rink with all the heads, all the goals, all season long. The tip behind the net, they score! Philadelphia Flyers Hockey, part of everything that rocks on 93.3 WMMR. Um, I think we're going to, I know we're going to welcome our guest, but uh, I think there's a phone call we have to right. go to. It's an emergency. Yes, this is an emergency. Hi, Joe, emergency hotline. How are you? <laughs> Good morning, Ed. Good morning to see you. Joe, why do we have the pleasure of speaking to you this morning? No sad bro Friday. I just won a thousand dollars. Wow. Our winner for Crumbum Cash this morning is Joe. Joe, what is your last name? Scott. Joe Scott, and where are you from, bud? Levittown. Ah, Levittown. Let's go. Let's go. What section? What section, Joe? Great. Uh, Golden Ridge. Golden Ridge. Okay, I know it's uh, about. Well, okay. right yeah. at five points. You know where I'm at. <laughs> How many sections are there, by the way? There's like a dozen, isn't there? There's more than a dozen. Yeah, wow. there, there are a lot yeah, of sections. Definitely. That's okay. if you say you're from Levittown, it's what section? What section? That's where you used to score your Coke. <laughs> no, it was smack. Oh. All right, Joe, we are happy to give you a thousand bucks, man. Thank you so much for listening. You going to do anything special this weekend? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, it's a good way to start out your Friday the thirteenth. Yes. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Screw that marathon the 13th stuff. Yeah, do it the Jason Voorhees way. All right, Joe. Congrats, buddy. Thanks, man. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Thanks, we appreciate guys. it. All right, we'll see you. There you go. That simple. Next time at 10 a.m. Quick story about Levittown. I actually just sent the article to Pancake on phillyburbs.com. They posted a house. You guys are familiar with William Levitt. He built yes, these, yeah. you know, these communities. There's a Levittown in New York. There's a Levittown in New York. They were all the same. None of them have basements. Right. Um, anyway, one of them up for sale for $700,000. Oh, yeah. 
in Levittown. Like it's they modded them like crazy. People's minds are blown that is there's split level. Uh, it's they're it's like a, a range. It's called a ju- no. This is called a jubilee, so it does have okay. a second floor. All right, okay. but I mean that's like unreal. Wow. Little uh, Bucksco knowledge for you this morning, <laughs> Levittown. All right, our next guest is in the studio. He's going to be appearing at Helium Comedy Club through the weekend. Uh, tomorrow's seven thirty show, by the way, is sold out. Well, and the tickets are going to go absolutely. And we would like to welcome uh, Duncan Trussell. To the show. Hey, Duncan, how you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Nice to see you. Duncan, I wish you had been in there during the Bizarre File because I'm a fan of you. And and you'd done a show with Joe Rogan a while ago. Uh, Joe Rogan, was it Questions Everything? Joe Rogan Questions Everything. Right. And one of the subjects was Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and so uh, where 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 do you stand on the Bigfoot issue? As now, I don't know if you saw this footage that came out of Colorado. Oh wow, it's great footage. Yeah, you know before we started shooting that show, right? Joe and I, I think we're Bigfoot believers. Okay, and then after. <laughs> We're like, no, I'm not sure there's a Bigfoot. Cause, no, because they like they took us, you know what it's called, looking for Bigfoot? Yes, yeah, It's yeah. called squatching. Squatching. It sounds like something you get when you eat bad food in Mexico. It's disgusting sounding. <laughs> squatching. It's not the right name for looking for yeah, like a cryptid. Yeah. It should be a cooler name. The, they put us in the woods with these squatchers. I remember the episode, yeah. And we ended up deep in the woods, and then suddenly it's like it starts dawning on us. We're just in the woods <laughs> with two guys we don't know who believe in Bigfoot. But I agree with you, though. Like, I, like I, I, I find it fun to entertain the notion. Because yeah. we don't know everything. No. Who knows? But we're pretty sure. Uh, but still, that, that little percentage. You know, we used to do ghost hunts all the time, you know, with the listeners. Sure. Never saw a goddamn thing. Everyone else, President and I'd be like, we'd go, oh, come in here. And President and I'd go into the room and there was nothing. Yeah. But um, still, just the percentage is a, is a fun thing. Do you approach it that way? Are you? Is it door mildly open on Bigfoot for you? Is it closed shut completely? You know, I'm always going to leave the Bigfoot door cracked. <laughs> Just a bit. You got to leave it a little bit, but, and and why not? Who knows? I don't know, but I will tell you these squatchers had, had figured out a way <laughs> yeah. to see Bigfoot and everything, because as we're on this, like, hike, and right. you know, by the way, this is probably going to offend people. I don't like hiking. <laughs> I don't like it when people invite me hiking. I get mad, because then you have to say no and it makes you seem and they're like you don't like nature <laughs> you don't love the earth and, and so one benefit of believing in bigfoot is yeah. that it makes hiking fun because you can be out there and imagine oh did i just see a bigfoot right right but these they'd figured it out like bigfoot this is what they told us on the course of this very uncomfortable hike <laughs> Bigfoot can make perfect bird sounds. Bigfoot can sound like the wind. Bigfoot can turn into frogs. So you see a frog, might be Bigfoot. Bigfoot. (laughs) Everything, all all nature sounds could theoretically be Bigfoot. That's a that's a big cover. That's a big umbrella. Oh yeah. So so the I had not heard. Was that in the episode the frog transform thing? Because I'd never heard that before. That they believe Bigfoot can be other animals. I'm guessing they cut it out. Okay, to like yeah. put a little credibility there and so like, <laughs> they're realizing like, oh, we found these guys on Craigslist. They are blasted. They've been eating mushrooms. Yeah. 
some, some sort of psychedelics. But you know what? What'll happen is, and I, I'll watch all these things, and 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 I and I love them, and I love the absurdity, and I love when something is obviously not, and I still enjoy it. Uh, but what happens is, is that every second hundred hours of viewing, you'll see one thing that'll be like. Mm. And suddenly the, the the flame is lit again, you know, yeah. even though everything is telling you this is absurd. Right. You know, and, and speaking of that, I wanted to ask you, because I know you, you've you gone to the Zach uh, Baggins. Is it Baggins uh, or Baggins? The yeah. Travel Channel. The Ghost Zach Hunter. Baggins Haunted Museum. In Las Vegas. Are you guys, this is the guy with the crazy, like, uh, big, thick glasses. He yeah. does all this. In that Travel Channel, he dominates on the weekend. His show is is hilarious because you want to talk about people who see ghosts everywhere. That's this guy yeah. and his whole group. So this museum is a collection of, like, um, explain what it is. I'm sorry. Okay. No offense to Zach Baggins fans out there. <laughs> Don't go to the Zach Baggins Haunted Museum. You want you want to see like John Wayne Gacy's diaper? Go to the Zach Baggins Museum if you're into that stuff. Right. Like a, a tuft of Charles Manson's hair, disgusting bandages that were worn by victims of serial killers. Great, but the, the thing so with is the vibe like like that room that you see in The Conjuring where they have all this collection of cursed and sort of is that the idea? It's filled yeah. with cursed. Items, but yeah. that's not what's scary about the Zach Baggins Museum. What's scary about the Zach Baggins Museum? It's it's like a seven thousand hour tour <laughs> in a poorly ventilated ancient building. That to me, I'm pretty sure there's like a mold problem there. That's just my sense of it. And there's cameras everywhere, right? So you're walking through this hot building, and you're like looking at like disgusting. Oh, these are the syringes this guy poked in the eyeballs of people, and 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 there's. I think there's, I don't know, again, this is my own opinion, it feels like there's mold. So guess what happens? People start passing out, right? You're going to pass out. Right. So people pass out because there's, you know, the only place where there's water is right next to the John Wayne Gacy display. So if you want water, you're going to be drinking it next to scary, cursed items. So people pass out. And then if you pass out because you signed a form, they use your pass out oh. footage oh. as you're waiting in like, line. Like to you're get possessed? Him. Like like you're you're overwhelmed by the overwhelmed by the ghost of Gacy. No, you inhaled fungal spores, yeah. and the only place to drink water was like next to this display of the most horrific stuff you've ever seen. So how diabolical! Diabolical, brilliant in its own yeah. way. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend. All right. Well, speaking of traveling around and things to see and not to see, um, I actually for the first time ever, uh, Duncan, in the history of the show, I got a a, a letter from one of our interns who couldn't be here today who wanted specifically to ask you a question. Okay? Oh, my God. Yeah. So this is, from, this is from intern Gavin. Okay. And I'll read this verbatim. All right. He came in here yesterday. He's like, man, I heard you have a Duncan in tomorrow. Can I send you a question to ask? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll ask him a question. So this is how he writes. It says, read to Duncan Trussell, please, and thank you. <laughs> hey, Duncan, how's it going? <laughs> I should start by saying I'm a huge fan of yours, and I'm super bummed I couldn't be in the studio this morning to meet you. As we speak, I am barreling across Interstate 40 in North Carolina to visit Asheville for the first time. Mm. And I know you have roots there. So, if it's not too much to ask, I want to hear the Duncan Trussell version of what to do in Asheville. Anything I absolutely can't miss while I'm there? Hopefully, Philly is treating you well. I know we're famous for being the nation's greatest a-holes. 
but I hope you experience some of our trademark brotherly love, too. Have a great show tomorrow night. Next time you're in town, I'll show out. That's the way he put it. Show out. Intern Gavin, bonus question. If the topic comes up, will there ever be a Midnight Gospel Season 2? Ah. That's from Gavin. What what do you do in Asheville? Hi, Gavin. (laughs) Uh, What you should do in Asheville is get out of Asheville. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Gavin, get out of Asheville <laughs> as quickly as you can. And what you do, though, if you is is uh, you you need to go up into into Pisgah National Forest and uh, deep up there in Pisgah National Forest because what's fascinating about Asheville and and you know I, I was the locust. Like what happened is the pandemic hits. Yeah, jerks like me. <laughs> Think that we're gonna like we're we're gonna be Dave Koresh, get a compound, <laughs> protect ourselves. We all move up to Asheville, wow, and and and, and drive the property prices up. People in Asheville don't deserve that. It's a, it's a beautiful city, but suddenly they can't afford to live there. They're mad at us. This is Appalachia. This is deep, like the outskirts of Asheville. I knew a, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, whose job was to go up in the hollers up there. Yeah, and hollers. The yeah, hollers yeah. And, and talk to like people who are like having episodes. Like he told me, here's just one example of this guy's day. So, so one of his patients took a scythe like a grim reaper scythe. yeah 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 was drunk on moonshine went to his frenemy's trailer oh, man. and put the scythe through the side of the trailer almost like cutting his head off wow so that's that's the what he deals with yeah. of Asheville. that's <laughs> like around Asheville is 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 just exactly what you would imagine yeah so deliverance type stuff i mean it makes deliverance seem like a, a lifetime like las vegas <laughs> <laughs> thank you for finishing that anyway i when we first got out there and i was still in this like yes back to nature <laughs> Uh, I took my kid on a hike up into Pisgah in the morning to go see this waterfall. It's like 5 a.m. Yeah. because it's a long drive up to get to the waterfall. And I'm driving down this gravel road deep in a national forest. And in front of me is a druid, like a guy in a robe. Wow. Holding a staff, walking. I mean, okay. this isn't like we're right off the highway. Right, right. This is deep and it's right. dark. And like my kid's in the back seat, so I can't like seem like I'm terrified like I was. <laughs> Couldn't figure out how to get to the waterfall. Right. So I stopped. They asked the druid. And asked the druid, like, <laughs> Gandalf, do you, do you know a way? I had to know also, like, who, what is this? It, he was a druid. Well, and Stonehenge. Stonehenge. To the Misty Mountains. Can't get to the Misty <laughs> Waterfall. No, he told me, don't go to that waterfall. It's too, it's it's not a hike. He saw my kid. He's like, you're, you're, that's a terrible hike. But I was still in, like, new dad mode. So I'm like, uh-huh. oh, we could do the hike, druid. And so we went to this, like, treacherous waterfall. Horrible hike. So the druid was right. The druid was right. On the way back. My boy slapped me in the face. <laughs> He's like, "What have you done? What, why didn't you listen to the druid? You you have been in L.A. for seventeen years, and a druid just told you don't do this hike, yeah. and you did it. So, but but that yeah. So that as I found out later, there's a, a commune right in that area, uh, and they believe in fairies, oh, and wow. they believe that that part of Pisgah is thr- 
thronging with entities and fairies. And I talked to it. We were trying to find a house. And the guy, I mentioned that I'd went up there. And he did a Friday the 13th style. Like, he got real serious. He's like, what are you doing up there? <laughs> Why are you going out there? Right. And I'm like, what? Last, I, what almost happened to us? It's the there? last thing you want to hear. There are fairy community. There, there are. So we've talked about this many times about going off the grid. Yes. Where, where, like, you know, like you go down to, to like Louisiana, you go into any, there are people that are living out away from, way away from society. Yeah. And, and my inclination is to think there's something bad happening here. Like you always think of that, you know, Camp yeah. Crystal Lake thing. Yeah. Right. It may not be, but that's the way we've been sort of primed to think. Well, I mean, listen. I think that's a good thing. Like, I think, you know, is it, maybe it's not the best idea to go wandering into a deep mountain commune that believes in fairies. Like, is, is it, it's either going to be the best day of your life right. or you're never coming out. Or Wicker out. Man. I'd yeah. rather yeah. hang out with the Bigfoot people than <laughs> the wander into the commune. You'd rather hang out with the Bigfoot people than the fairy people. Probably. <laughs> Well, you know, to each his own, man. Why like, would you rather hang out with listen, the fairy I don't think people? one precludes the other. I, like, I want to hang out with like the Bigfoot fairy people. I want, I want it all. Those who can see both sides. Uh, yeah, 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 exa- yeah. Exactly. Make b- building bridges. Building yeah, yeah. bridges between the Bigfoot and the fairies because they've been at war for so long. It got it's ugly. So sad. It got it's ugly. So sad. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to answer his second question, will there be a Midnight Gospel season two? No, there okay. will not. No. That's I'm it. not it's familiar good. with Midnight Gospel. Is it's... that why there won't be a season two? <laughs> I, I think you just summed it up, my friend. <laughs> what was the show about? Well, uh, the the show was, um, I, I co-created it with Pendleton Ward, who made this wonderful show called Adventure Time. And Absolutely. So, great. Yeah. And so he, like, you know, in the early days of podcasting, I was doing a podcast and we didn't know anything about it. We were doing it for fun. And then Pendleton emailed me saying, you know, I, I, I love your podcast. And I thought it was a troll. I'm like, okay, yeah, you made Adventure Time. Sure. But it was him and we got to be friends and then when i was like a, just a dead broke comic i remember pendleton said to me hey do you i have an idea for a show with your podcast we went to coffee he talked about this like crazy idea of like there's a way to to animate podcasts where you don't animate what they're saying but you know what if they're just like having a podcast conversation in the middle of like an indiana jones style adventure okay and so uh somewhere in the midst of that coffee as i'm like oh this is it finally things are changing baby this is the moment he's like you know, I think I'm too busy to do a thing like this. Uh, I like I had to like <laughs> pretend like I wasn't about to cry. I'm like, yeah. no problem. I don't want to do a show with the creator of Adventure Time. I'll be fine. Go back to my sub sublet. Uh, <laughs> but then years later, he reached out and he's like, I think I'm ready to do that show. Oh. And then. We uh, took this crazy pitch in to Netflix. Uh, it was Pendleton, and so they they let us make this amazing. I heard, show. I heard about it out of the gate. It got it got some pretty good traction. I'm surprised they're they're not going to revisit this with oh. all the stuff they do. Well, it got great reviews. People loved it. Yeah, it had a good buzz. Yeah, but but Netflix, you know, they they it's no one I, no, no one knows how, why they renew and don't renew. I mean, so there's a whole article about. 
the supposed metrics that they use, but they couldn't even decipher that. Well, no, it's what it is is they have this way, they have a, a way of quantifying okay. interest, which is like in the basement of Netflix, <laughs> there's a temple right. that has this <laughs> rotating cube with weird symbols right, on right, it. Yeah. I don't like there's people it's in true. robes, they can yep, interpret yep. the cube, goat in trails. No, it's it's they want Stranger Things. Yeah. They don't right. want like a boutique show even if it gets good reviews and also not knocking netflix because nobody else would have made it let us make this thing because it's so weird and so i'll always love them and i think it ended in a perfect way by the way your your voice and i know you've you you did some work with adventure time uh who did you voice or what characters you um ron ron james a potion vendor okay uh, so one or more episodes, or a few, like okay. I think two. Because your voice is perfect for well, animation. You're doing, thank you. You've got such a good now. delivery. That's yeah. I'm doing Crapopolis now. It's on is, Sundays on Fox. Is, that, is it part of the Animation Nation thing? That's so, right. Uh, just a couple episodes, Barry, but uh, I like it. Three. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate that. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it's they, so fun to work on that show. I mean, Hannah Waddingham's in it. Yeah, uh, awesome. yeah. It's nuts. I got to like. <laughs> did, you, did you get to meet her? Well, we would. So we do table reads yeah. for that for each episode. So. It, it's like a Zoom meeting. And yeah, I met her. She is so cool. She's like 6'3", is she not? What? I don't know. It was a Zoom. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know what size she is. That's one of those animated shows where I try to guess the voices before watching the credits afterwards because yeah, there yeah. are it's stacked with so many it's, noted voiceover actors yeah. and, and comedians. Um, how long ago did you record those for them to air now? That's a good question. Yeah, so... Um, when I was still in Asheville, that's when I like I, I got the I, I booked it, and so we started recording then, and it it's been years, man. Really? And yeah, they it, they picked up three seasons before it even aired, wow. and I started feeling is this like some Truman Show <laughs> thing? Like how are we doing three seasons and it's not on TV? Like I retweeted right. when they renewed. I retweeted. It was just dumb that they renewed it because I was so excited. And people were like, "What? I've never seen this show because <laughs> yeah. it hadn't aired yet." It has the, the Rick and Morty uh, connection does it not, or is this, who's who's connected to this from Harmon Dan Harmon? Yeah, that's a, the connection. Yeah, right, right. Uh, community, uh, community, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it had. I, I remember reading it had a pedigree behind it, and it's sharply written. It's funny. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. So uh, they always look for something to kind of put in that, and then they they've been a number of failures. I think this has the right sort of tone. So you have you. Moved ahead on shooting a dish or voicing yeah. additional episodes. No, yeah, we're recording full three seasons. The, we're recording the third season right now. Wow, you yeah. never hear about that. No, I mean, yeah. it, 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 there's a lot of unprecedented things about that show, uh, which is like I think it's the first time a show has been renewed for three seasons without it airing. Yeah, uh, when it when when it when it came out, it got like insane numbers which is really great it's just a it's a wonderful show. i mean Harmon's a genius he is and he's got this in, incredible team of people around him and it's, it's just so fun to work with you, him you were talking about the you know oh you know he's trying to fight crying and when it looks like the project's not going to take off and you be, you've been very funny over the years talking about people say oh this has got to be the moment where it's going to break yeah and and that that it doesn't happen and that you have to get used to that that's right and was was it uh, was it curb your enthusiasm? You were on that and thought, okay, now it's going to break. And okay, now. No, I did not think it would break <laughs> with curb your enthusiasm. Curb your enthusiasm happened because I was helping Jeff Garland build a website. And he knew, like, I was like comedian broke. Like, right. com- like, I, like com- comedian broke is comedians come to your house and they see that you have, like, deli meat. 
in your refrigerator, and they're like, whoa, you got deli meat? Yeah. I know you I got deli meat. I'm on the rise, baby. Uh, but, but uh, that yeah, so Garland just threw me a bone because someone dropped out. He's like, you want to shoot Curb tomorrow? You're, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just one line. It's nothing. But I was like, of course. And then, you know, suddenly uh, there's Larry David, the god of yeah. comedy. So scary, looks at my beard, gives me like the just the Larry David annoyed look, <laughs> makes a shaving motion. <laughs> Larry David made me shave my beard. <laughs> and you can't say no to him. No. Like, that's like the lord of comedy. Yeah. So like I shave my beard, shot this one tiny scene, but it was really cool to watch them do it. You have a table of luminaries there, yeah. you know, improvisation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, fighting paralysis, <laughs> fighting paralysis. To, like it was so intense to be around them. You stand out, though. You, 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 you. You know, in that in that, in that second, you know, you deliver the line. I forget who's the character's name, Mister Takamoto, or something. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yes, it was so. I mean, it was just. Wait, is it the Swan episode? The Swan episode. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. The Swan yeah. episode. Larry it's- kills a swan accidentally. Right? Or, that's it. Yeah, and okay, it's a, it's a brilliant episode. And Richard Kind uh, is from this area. We've had him on the show a couple of times. No way. Nicest yeah, guy right. on the planet. Yep. Yeah, they, everyone in that crew and on that show is so cool. And the crew, like, what's, you know, they truly improvise everything. And so when you look around as they're shooting scenes, the crew is like, hands over their mouth to keep from laughing. Wow. Because if you laugh, you wreck the scene. And it's that funny. Like, every take was that funny. It was so cool to watch them. The the scripts are basically suggestions, right? Or with maybe some step-off lines, but otherwise, that's it. Index cards. Like, they had index cards of the beats, and then they just improvise those beats. That's how they make the show. I can't believe Larry David just did the shaving motion. (laughs) Yeah! Yeah. Like, the royal shaving motion. Shave your beard, surf. But you do it. You're smart. Of you course. do it. You bet your yeah. ass. Yeah, you Re- do it. Reading some info here about you, Duncan, you've done uh, a few episodes of Drunk History, but I was looking on your IMDb, and they don't have any of those credited, and I used to love that show. Which episodes were you on? I've been on a few. I don't remember all of them. Okay. I did the, the, I did one of the early... I am the reason that Drunk History had to have a nurse on staff, because uh, <laughs> we... Did, did, you, did you get overwhelmed? Tesla. It was a Tesla episode. Yeah. I don't think it was on Comedy Central yet. Okay. And... Derek, you know, you like it's like whatever booze you want, and yeah. so I was trying to be cool. So, and it's Tesla, so I'm like, let's do absinthe. Oh, and, oh but I, I didn't look into the alcohol. I didn't oh. even look at the alcohol content yeah, yeah. of the oh. bottle. So I'm just throwing back absinthe like a Marilyn Manson, just <laughs> slurping it back. And then all of a sudden, that's the episode. All of oh a sudden, my God, my uh, my mouth stopped working. <laughs> like I was clear as a bell, but my mouth wasn't working anymore (laughs) and uh yeah i was so sick it puked everywhere and then after that they had to have a nurse to take people's like to breathalyze people because i od'd on absence well i I wonder also with the show because it was brilliant and john c Riley obviously playing uh uh tesla Tesla. here uh again as with curb your enthusiasm if if you become so far gone that they can't use what you're doing that that's a that's a problem right no because they no there's a technique Technique. Like Derek Waters is a drunk whisperer. <laughs> 
he a it's drunk the whisperer. most oh my god he he is so good at wrangling drunks and he knows when you've shifted from you to the demon yeah. you know they yeah. like he can tell when that's happened i love it he like whispers to you he's like don't turn on me duncan don't turn on me because <laughs> <laughs> you're you, you when you're hammered you don't even know that yeah. you're suddenly like why are you looking at me like that man <laughs> but so what they do yes. is that they shoot uh. they get you to tell the story after a few drinks, then they get you to tell the story after a few more, and then after a few more, and after a few more. So it's essentially like different levels of being hammered. I see. I, okay. So, yeah. Wow. If they need to like cut to an important plot point before you are incoherent, they've got that. And yeah. So yeah. So they don't. Ca- they actually like it if you get super super hammered. <laughs> we see wow. you sprawled on the floor. Yeah. So it was awful. That was a bad moment, man. I just wanted them to leave. It goes from being excited that you're doing it to like, just get out of my apartment! <laughs> <laughs> Leave me! A few people have puked on that show, uh-huh. without question. We used to do a thing called, and it was under the, we, we said, we're going to show you, you know, they used to do it all the time on the news. We're going to show you how many drinks get you lit for the July 4th uh-huh. weekend yeah, we and why doing... you have to be. So uh-huh. we, we did sort of a that's funny a drunk day, and it was <laughs> under that, but, the, the, the premise of that. But Duncan, we quit doing it because... Whoever was doing it, like I did it one year, Casey doesn't, he's been sober for many, many years, but we had him do it initially. We would get so bombed, like it would ruin, ruin. like the next three days. Yep. Like you were just, it was stupid. It, it's Like we can't do this anymore, man. Booze is, is the worst, best drug. I mean, the yeah. the high is so wonderful, but my God, the, the, the you have to pay yeah. such a price yeah, for it. And, and, you know, doing the drunk histories, I would like prep for it because yeah. I would try to get, like, I think some comics they like they didn't go all the way and right. i would try to go all the way so i would like prep and be like okay you're gonna be sick for a couple of days probably but i yeah i hate it like it's just not worth it there's so many better consciousness shifters <laughs> out there than <laughs> consciousness well you shifters. and rogan i'm sh- you know obviously i enjoy hearing you with rogan and and he's uh, he's uh, a fan of all sorts of of stuff, and he's yeah. a, he's a, a big advocate for it. Uh, what, what was there? What have you ever done something where you thought I am I am dangerously close to being completely gone? Like I'm this is going to end me to dying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah I uh, I I was at Burning Man, and I not the, not the recent one. No, thank okay. thank God, no. Yeah. A few a few years ago. Okay, and uh, I. Did I don't know? Can I talk about this in the room? Yeah, yeah. Talking about doing acid or whatever you're doing. Okay, I so like you know you're in a tent at Burning Man with people who look like they're from an alternate dimension (laughs) where things worked out for humanity. You know, (laughs) and and uh, I I I I remember. I don't know. I I I don't know. I did it. I I I did this massive line of ketamine. Yeah. Burning Man ketamine. You right. know, like ketamine, like, they probably made it on a spaceship ketamine, you know? <laughs> right. And I remember, like, a guy in 
fur and glowing things looking at me after I did that. And he goes, see you later, man. And so then I'm like, oh, whatever. I was meeting my friend. I go out of this tent, sit down to meet my friend. We're just talking. It's a great conversation. Then suddenly I realize, oh, I... I, I can't move my legs. He's like, why don't we go out into the playa where like all the right. art cars are? So I try to get up. It's like my legs are made of concrete. And then time slows down oh so that, you know, in a conversation, there's beats. Yes. It, little micro pauses. Right. Those micro pauses were like six hours. Each. <laughs> No joke. Oh no God. joke. Oh it was like God. a time warp. And then um, my friends, uh, uh, they're like, uh, you know what? We're going to go uh, because I couldn't talk. And later I asked them, what was I saying? What was I doing? And they were like, you were going, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I fell down. and So they left you alone? Well, no, I was in my camp. There was okay, like, okay. It, it, right. I, I don't know. This is probably a, a, an archaic reference, but in Jacob's Ladder. Yeah. Okay. Remember that yeah, beginning no, I, scene? I love that movie. Yeah. They, they smoke that. Yeah. They think they've smoked w- weird dope or something. And everyone's kind of starts freaking out. That was my Burning Man camp because wow. everybody had like in varying degrees had done this alien ketamine. So <laughs> just all over the camp, suddenly there's just moans like, oh, <laughs> 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 so that was the moment where I think I went a little too yeah, far. You went a little too far. Wow. I don't know. If, yeah. But that's, that's, that's have, heavy. Have you done, uh, you've done Burning Man multiple uh, times? Or? Yeah, I have. I've done it two times. And then and then I started having kids, which is Burning Man every day. <laughs> <laughs> our, our, our midday guy, legendary disc jockey in Philadelphia, Pierre Robert, went to his very first Burning Man this yes. one. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And... Pierre does not suffer uh, the lack of luxuries very well. <laughs> oh, man, did he land in it. Oh, yeah, it's just that, bad. That was, you know, the, the, the thing is, Burning Man is one of the most incredible things I've ever experienced. But people get confused. They think it's Coachella or yeah. they think that it's right. not. Right. It's survival. It, and it, 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 it's rooted in like, yeah, it's fun. It's a, it's a, it's a festival, but it's also survival. You are out in a completely inhospitable yeah. terrain. That unplugged people, altogether. Like un- there's, yeah. Un- unplugged. Yeah. You, so it, there's a survival aspect and, and, and people forget that or they don't <laughs> fully understand what they're getting into. And then the alien ketamine is... And then you add that to the mix. And it's it's it can be like catastrophic for some people or the best thing you ever experienced. Because when you leave, when you leave Burning Man and you everybody goes to Reno, there's a casino that all the burners go to. They have to put flyers out in the casino for like their elderly uh, clientele explaining yeah. why <laughs> Mad Max has suddenly come into the casino. Like You're going to see people that look like they're from the future. <laughs> and, but as you're going into the casino, they have, they blow you, they blow the dust off of the burners. Yeah. So there's someone with like a leaf blower. Oh my God. Blowing oh the dust God. off the burners. <gasps> and oh, that casino, when you eat casino buffet food after you've been out <laughs> in the desert, <laughs> my friend started crying. Like he eating eggs, <laughs> eating buffet eggs. He started crying. It's the best. Goodness. Oh, that's incredible. All right. Well, Duncan, we, we got to wrap, man. 
time, but um, <laughs> we're so glad you're in town. Thank you. Uh, we hope you enjoyed here in Philly. Duncan is going to be playing Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and tomorrow, 7.30 and 10 p.m. Tomorrow's 7.30 uh, show is sold out, by the way. You got to come back in next time. Yeah. 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 You guys are, I don't want to leave. I know. <laughs> this sucks. I got to go. Uh, yeah, we've got, a, we've got me. a couple more guests we got to get to. <laughs> All right, well, thanks but for having me on. You're, you're welcome anytime, please. Thank, Thank you. you. Come Thank back. you All so right. much. Uh, Duncan Trussell, yeah. guys. Thank you. On the program. All right, and we segue right over to another guest that we have. He's going to be joining us via Zoom and is performing tomorrow night at the Keswick Theater. We've had the pleasure of having him on a few times throughout the, the years, and uh, we're happy to announce that Who's Live Anyway is Excellent. taking place at the Keswick. And ladies and gentlemen, please give some love to Mr. Greg Proop this morning. Hey. How you doing, Greg? I'm good. Hi, Preston. Hi, Steve. How are you guys? We're wonderful. Nice to see you once again, sir. And are you, um, you, you guys get back and the whole troop is, is coming in tomorrow. Who all is, is joining you this time around? Well, you can see them there. There's uh, <laughs> Jeff Davis and uh, Ryan Stiles, Joel Murray, Bill Murray's brother and me. And uh, we're back in to do improv. We're on a, we're doing about a hundred dates this year. So we're pretty excited. We haven't been out to uh, the uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. It, it's so great that this this show, this format, has had legs for this long because it really—it's it's now achieved a, a pedigree. Yeah. I mean this this is the this is the ultimate experience improvisationally. This collective, you, Greg, and your compatriots here are—if uh, you've never seen, if you're unfamiliar, you can. This is this is a clinic in how to do improvisational comedy, and the best of the best. So people are very excited. I'm not sure which group you're talking about, but I think it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've been on the air for 125 years now. We started on Steampunk TV in, in the 1890s. Steampunk TV, uh, wow. Right? We, we're on the CW, believe it or not. We've taped a new series this year before the strike uh, in January. So the, there'll be another series of Who's Line on the CW this year. And uh, I started on the show in 19, oh my God, in England in 1989. I was 11 years old. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was the So yeah, we've been around a long time. Every single high school and college group uh, in the country, uh, I think, grew up watching us now. And I've reached that point, and you guys will get this reference. I am finally Sid Caesar in my own life. Yeah. <laughs> I am the old guy that everybody watched on TV when they were little. Well, it's so funny. I, I'm happy to do it. It's funny because, again, this has happened. And it's, it's sort of a, the, this bizarre um, uh, matrix that we live in that I see clips from you guys popping up in little snippets on social media, on TikTok and mm. other, because they're being rediscovered. Mm. What does yeah. that feel like, new Sid Caesar? <laughs> right? Yeah. It, it feels great, man, because... Uh, you know, the one thing that is constant is if you're funny, you're funny. And even clips from 20 and 30 years ago, which now we're talking about that long, um, are still relevant to people. And kids really like it. And I think um, it's imperative to keep young people coming to the show so that you don't age out. I'm not nothing against Jackie Mason, but you don't want everyone to be older than you. <laughs> right. um, and uh, and I think that's that's what keeps it uh, awesome. And you know, being on the social media, it's really really important because TV is not as important to the young. I'm sure you guys have kids and whatnot. They don't care about television if it's not here. It doesn't. I'm holding up a phone. Yeah, I realized on Zoom, it's invisible. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> if it's not on the phone or the computer, it's not as relevant to people. So I think it's fantastic that people are finding it. Well, the the English version that you mentioned, uh, Greg, uh, kind of had a viral start to it before viral mm. starts began. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember, uh, you know, a person saying to me, hey, have you seen this show? And it was, I don't even remember what channel it was on. Was it on public? It wasn't public BBC? access. Or, yeah, it was BBC, but it might have been uh, PBS or something. But I just remember there was no advertising campaign. There was no there was no big push. You just had to stumble across it. Yeah. And then improv comedy was only something that was done live on stages if you happen to have a group in your city. Because I grew up in the Midwest, and in Chicago obviously has some of the greatest improv. Second City. Second City and all that. Well, we didn't have it in St. Louis, or at least not that I knew of. So I'm like, oh my God, they make this stuff up on the fly. I've never seen anything like this before. And it was, it had that viral feel to it way back then, you know? Oh, no question. I mean, when we first came on, I think we were on, and this is going to really take you back to the day, and I hope your listeners don't press, uh, uh, you know, a, a button. Um, the Haw Channel? The Haw oh, which, which, which predated Comedy Central, did it not? Right? I yeah. mean, I think we were on that. I know we were on Comedy Central at the very beginning because we shot in New York in like 1990 and 91 and the Comedy Central executives were there. I remember that. So we started there and then, yeah, we were on PBS, BBC America, everything. We were on Channel 4 in England for 10 years and then ABC for like four years and then ABC Family for two years and then I think this is the eighth or ninth season. I'll be honest, I honestly don't remember how long we've been on the CW now. Wow. Um, but yeah, it, it was always been a word of mouth kind of show. And when we were on network, we were opposite um, uh, Friends and uh, uh, Survivor. Wow. So I think we were the only show you could watch with your children so you didn't have to explain what um, Filatio was. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, you, God, I have not heard Hot the Hot Channel in a long time. I remember I know, right? years ago. Back. Yeah, because there, I remember, uh, you know, I was doing stand up at that time years ago, and and there was, um, you know, in New York, all those uh, those shows were out of of the Viacom building, and they had mm. all of that going on. And then there was was it CTV and Ha that became Comedy Central. Is that how it progressed? I think so. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Sumner Redstone was alive then and flourishing. So, <laughs> he um, was only 97. <laughs> he was 97 at that time. He was just a kid. Hey, uh, Greg, I wanted to ask you a Star Wars question um, because obviously you were in, the, in the, uh, episode one and, and um, I'm a huge fan of yes, this. Yes, uh, Mr. Geek. <laughs> I'm a hu- huge fan of, uh, oh, speaking of geek, of this uh, YouTube channel called Screen Crush and they, they issued a shirt which I uh, had given to a, a fellow geek, a fellow Star Wars uh, fan and it's, uh, it's called The Prequel Apologist shirt and it just says underneath it uh thank you george and there's this new generation including my son's generation of people who have rediscovered or are re-watching the prequels and appreciating them for what they were they're not episodes four or five and six but they're not as terrible as a lot of people pan them to be what is your perspective now uh looking back on on what star wars was like for you then and and thinking about it today well, I was thrilled to do it at the time. I really was. I mean, I did the picture in uh, Empire Strikes Back. No, I mean, uh, which one? Phantom Menace, I mean. Right. Uh, as you know, Phantom Menace, the most important of all the Star Wars films, <laughs> a terrible accident happened while we were shooting, and most of the plot was destroyed. <laughs> and, um, so, uh, um, you, you, by the way, for people who aren't familiar, you, you are calling the, the pod rate. The, the, you're the two-headed right. creature, yeah. I don't care what universe you're from, that's gotta hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Me and a guy named Scott Pro is another comedian friend of mine from San Francisco. 
we auditioned in Edinburgh and London uh, to be in the picture. And then we did at 96, 97. And um, then I remember right before the picture came out and you'll like this because you're a fan. Um, uh, we, we, went, we were brought into London to a, a, a recording studio to do the overdubbing for the final, uh, or looping, as we call it in the business. <laughs> and, um, and I remember we uh, were on, this is the 90s, yeah. a phone in a cradle on oh. speakerphone oh, man. to Marin, to Lucasfilm. And, uh, and I was in there reading all my lines over and over and over. And every single line I wrote, the guy from Marin go, brilliant. Great, great read. Moving on. And after the fifth time, I thought, I'm, I'm good. But wow. This is, uh, so finally, I said, can I ask you a question? And he went, yeah. And I go, when does the picture open? And he goes, 10 days. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> wow. wow. So the post-production was uh, rushed toward the end there. Wow. Uh, and uh, George was really nice. We shot with him on the day on the set. And he was as calm as could be. Uh, there was a hundred people standing around. There was a big blue screen, and me and Scott were in giant, um, you know, jumpsuits with enormous CG uh, heads on. We had enormous heads made that you don't see in the movie. They CGI'd the mouths. Right. Go with them. But if you go online, you can see pictures of us in our enormous prosthetic heads, uh, which took five hours to put on and a whole enchilada, you know. And um, George comes up and goes, uh, 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 "And I'm in the, uh, so." Um, you want to do a take? And I go, okay, George, that'd be great. He's like, sorry, I can't. Never said action. Then when the take is over, he go, uh, that was good. You want to do it again? <laughs> That's how he directed us. George Lucas, so, I mean, wow. so again, I, I, I always thought that prequel was was solid, and and I think and Nick, to your point about this whole movement, I think it does um, compare favorably to the the most recent. Uh, but um, that whole Lucas thing, word what word was it occasionally, Greg, that when he was directing movies, even like American Graffiti, that occasionally he'd fall asleep, like like while they were doing the scene. Like, so was he was he that level, or was he just so super chill? He was super chill. I wouldn't say he was sleepy, but uh, with a hundred people standing around in the room in a production that had a value of hundreds of millions of dollars, he was as relaxed as if he were sitting at home playing with Lego, smoking a bone. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was pretty cool about it. And the other part that was excellent was I had an enormous prosthetic hat on, and I didn't have my glasses, and I couldn't see. And we hadn't seen the whole sequence yet, and there was an animatic of uh, this, the pod race. And he goes, you guys, uh, have you seen the pod race? And I swear to you, we had actually signed an NDA. And I went, oh, it's, oh sorry. It's okay. Yeah, it's it. okay. No, no, you've seen the effing. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you signed an NDA. So, by the way, you could have your life suit away from you. So, of course, no one has seen it. That's hilarious. So then he showed it to us on a screen this big. And I had I, with no glasses on, put my head up to the screen like that to, to watch it, which of course made no sense at all either. Well, are you because there was a video game that was released? Is that is that you providing the the voice? Oh, hundreds of them. Yeah, no, there was a Lego Star Wars. There was a, a Pod Race. There was a, at least six or seven video games. I've done all of them, and then I've been fortunate enough to stay in the universe. And be, I was in um, Clone Wars. I played Tal Merrick. I, sh I tried to shoot Princess Amidala. I get killed. Then they call me and they go you want to do another episode of Clone Wars and I said my character was killed and the woman I swear to you the producer went 
this is Star Wars. You're in a prequel. <laughs> so uh, I came back and I did another as Tal Merrick. And then we did a show a couple of years ago called The Resistance. Yeah, that was an animated show. And I was a Padres announcer on that. But we changed my name. So it was instead of being Fode from the movies, I was Yak Servak. And uh, uh, yeah, so I've, I've reprised it at that. And by the way, I went in and auditioned for that. And I was in there for an hour doing all these different voices. And I went over to my wife and I said, what the hell is this? I've been the pod race announcer for 30 years. Yeah. And I was I was like huffy. Yeah. You know, why aren't and then, of course, I got a call and they're like, oh, we weren't ready to produce the show yet. That's why we waited. But of course, it was you. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why would you make me think- go in there? I think they just wanted to hear me riff for an hour. Well, I think at a certain point too. I mean, you you have you have the credibility, and there people who are, do this and are, are actively doing that that kind of voice work. Um, they I've never heard anyone go, ah, it stinks, that it, or it's a, they they really enjoy it. It's ostensibly easier work, is it not? Or it, did you find it? What's your take on it? Voice work is fantastic work. Uh, easy is is you know relative because you have to get it perfectly right. And they will say things like, oh, my God, the, the intonation on this syllable needs to be up or down. You know okay. what I mean? So it's a specific craft. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's like playing a concert violin in the Berlin <laughs> Symphony or something. But I mean, it's also uh, really fun. Um, I think for voice actors, you can dress however you like. Yeah. Uh, uh, and um, I've enjoyed every moment of doing all of them, working with Disney and then uh, or Lucas and then Disney. Um George is a really charitable guy, and he sold the whole franchise for a zillion, zillion, I think a billion dollars, and gave it all to charity. So he's okay by me. And uh, also, <laughs> I'm doing, um, uh, I don't know if your little buddy there is a Nightmare Before Christmas fan, but uh, sure, um, I was in Nightmare Before Christmas as well, and we're doing it live at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, wow. Uh, Halloween. Who did you yeah, voice? Yeah. Who did you voice in Nightmare in Christmas? Nightmare in Christmas. Nice work, Bone Daddy. Uh, 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 he's been he has been home all night. And uh, what else? Uh, uh, Will they be impressed? I am the genius. I'm the Harlequin demon. I'm the devil. I'm the duck. Uh, I'm the sax player. Huh. And then we do it live, and Danny sings. Uh, Danny wrote it. Danny Elfman. And um, that's great. We do it on the symphony orchestra. Wow. And this year we've got uh, Catherine O'Hara doing Sunday, and we've got Halsey doing Friday and Saturday. We got Fred Armisen coming in because poor Paul Rubin passed away. Wow. Paul used to sing uh, in the show with us. Uh, so I had the pleasure of working with Paul Rubin and Catherine O'Hara. And um, Ken Page is Oogie Boogie, and Ken's coming out uh, to do it again. So it's we did it last year in London. We've done it in Tokyo, Brooklyn, uh, Glasgow, Dublin, whatever, and New York. And now we're back at the Hollywood Bowl this year, so it's, I'm pretty excited. Today's the 30th anniversary of the release of the movie, apparently. Uh, wow. Absolutely. I was uh, 14 when I did the movie. <laughs> what, a, what a thrill. The years, the years keep bouncing back and forth. Um, are you, so Tim Burton is, is, is one of those singular talents. Uh, what was it like working with him? Because he's, he, he you know, um, obviously his uh, Big Fish is one of my all-time favorite, favorite films. It's just just a beautiful movie. Uh, what What is it like working with Tim Burton? 
Well, he is an abstruse genius. I, I, uh, he did not direct this movie. He produced it. Okay. And our director was a man named Henry Selleck. And Henry um, directed a picture called James and the Giant Peach and another picture called Monkey Bone. And that's who we worked with. I worked, because we were singing and doing voices in the movie, Danny Elfman and us worked real closely together when we made the picture. And I was lucky enough when they started doing it live again about eight years ago that Danny called and said, will you do the live show with us? And told me that he wanted my voice in the movie. I mean, in the live show. So that's how I got. Tim, I, I, I'd like to say that I'm best buddies with him, but I don't really know him. Okay, no. He, he wrote it, or he had the idea for it, rather. And then he produced it. But Henry directed it, and Danny did all the music and everything. So uh, that's who I've worked with over the years. Tim comes to the show every once in a while. So you... you- you you you're you're, you're a jack of all trades. You're you're kind of a renaissance man, and you seem very you know self possessed and all that stuff. But are there people industry wise or you know on a Lucas level who um, have made you um, nervous or thrown you off your game when you meet, or does that person exist? Yeah, you know, obviously I'm a fan, and so when I meet people that I'm an enormous fan of, uh, I lose my mind. Now, when you're working with Danny or you're working with George Lucas or something, you're on an equal footing with them because you're working and they've already put you in the movie. So you have to figure you've got something going on right. and you can't be, you freaked out. Uh, but I mean, I met uh, Jerry Lewis and Paul McCartney and they probably intimidated me more than anyone else just because well, so we met Paul McCartney and um, years ago we were doing a thing in London and we all went to see Wayne's World 2, I think it was. And a friend of mine had been partners with Mike Myers. So we all went to the thing and Paul McCartney is a Who's Line fan. All of us from Who's Line were there, the British one. And he started heaping praise on us. Oh, right? wow. Richard Ronch, the keyboard player from Who's Line, is my best buddy in the world. And he turned to Richard, who does the music for the English Who's Line, and he goes, and you, mate. What's the job? I'm a piano. Bloody marvelous, mate. And my friend Richard goes, excuse me for a minute, and walks away. So we finished talking to Paul, and I go over to him, and he's in the corner with a beer. And I go, what was that? And he goes, how do you tell someone that they've influenced your life since you were six years old? And I go, you don't, you idiot. <laughs> I go, you don't think Paul McCartney knows he was in the Beatles? You know, like, they go, well, he literally went, excuse me, Paul McCartney, <laughs> in the middle of Paul McCartney going, Oh, my God. God. Yeah, so oh. Preston has. Sometimes, you know, you ever freak out and ever bet. It's a, it's a good question because, you know, I've met Will Smith. And I was on a show called True Jackson. And uh, I met him earlier in England on another talk show. But his daughter, Willow, was on True Jackson. She did a guest spot. And he's nice as could be, you know, like. To be honest, other than one or two people who shall remain nameless, almost everyone who's famous and accomplished is a nice, polite person. Right. Uh, Robin Williams, I had the pleasure of knowing. Joan Rivers, I had the pleasure of knowing and working with. And they were they couldn't have been more professional, nice, funny, genuine, and and uh, supportive emotionally. They really are those kind of beautiful people. Mind you, there are. Douchewads. <laughs> that's, that's an industry term. Yeah, yeah. an industry term. Uh, I just, you know, so sometimes you work with them and sometimes you meet them and you're like, okay, right, I got it. You're, but usually it's a matter of insecurity. I think when people are really, really happy with what they're doing and and know that they're good, they don't really freak out. 
I think you're absolutely right on that. Uh, if you're just tuning in, it's got Greg Proops and uh, Who's Live Anyway is going to be at the Keswick Theater uh, <laughs> tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. And uh, joining him uh, will be uh, Joel Murray, Ryan Stiles, and Jeff B. Davis. Uh, you know, Greg, so many different people have rotated through the cast throughout all the years of Who's Line. Do you have a Beatles uh, lineup that you would uh, you would say, or am, am I heading you down a bad path to, to call out names? Oh, no, 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 Who would all. be the absolute I, all-stars of Who's Line? I, I think on the English one, it would have been me, Mike, Josie, and Tony. And on the uh, American one, it would be me, Colin, Wayne, and, and uh, uh uh, uh, Ryan. And Ryan. Yeah. 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 I can never remember his name. The tall one. I think that's it. I think that's your core group. I, I worked with them more. I think other than Ryan and Colin and Wayne, I've probably been on the most shows because I've been around the bloody longest. Um, but I think that's really a, a, and we're talking about people who have enormous musical skills who, you know, people say to us, do you really improvise? And it's like, we do. Yeah. We do. Yeah. And then, oh, but how can you do that? How? And it's like, well, one, we're, we've done it a million times. Right. So you kind of get proficient. And two, we have chemistry. The reason why we were all put together mm. and after the first few years was it, it worked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so we also still find each other amusing. We laugh at each other's jokes. And that's an important thing. You can't have a marriage and still hate each other and you know I mean I know a lot of comedy teams and comedy groups end up loathing each other and stuff but we really don't I'm actually friends with all the English cast I played with them when I was in England in July and um, uh, I'm and, and Colin has an act he does with Brad I'm playing with Brad in November I went on tour with Brad and Colin in Australia a couple years ago like we're all friends so yep. it's 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 nauseating, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> no. You pretty it's you've, you've described happening. you've described our, our relationship here. It's, it, we've been together. Yeah. We're in our twenty fifth year as a program. Yeah, we're we're all, we have a chemistry. We we entertain each other. It's it's the same thing. I, yeah. I totally get what you're saying. I mean, also, like, you guys hit 25 years for your audience. The continuity is everything. Yeah. It was like Star Trek when the original cast was together and they did, you know, what, 10 movies and they were all still all of them. All of them. I think audiences really love that. You know, they they can depend on it. They, they're, they're happy about it. Um, and... You know, if you still get joy out of it, that's what's, yeah. you know, if I was a zombie and I was checking in every night, I, it would be a different matter. But we really do have fun. I mean, we're going to Newark, New Jersey today, and we're still going to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what better testament? Well, tomorrow, <laughs> right? we got to wrap it up. But you will, yeah, you'll be in the Philly area. That's great about Newark. Oh, my God. Can I uh, plug one last thing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have an album out called uh, uh, The... French drug deal, and uh, it came out uh, like a month ago. There it is. The French and, uh, drug deal. Yeah, it's a stand-up album. I improvised my stand-up at San Francisco at the Punchline last year, and um, it's out. It's out. you can go to gregcruz.com and get it. And um, it, it's a, a comedy album of stand-up because I do stand-up as well. I also have a podcast called The Smartest Man in the World. Yeah, and uh, I do that with my wife Jennifer, and uh, I also have a film podcast called the Great Proof Film Club Ooh. and we're showing the innocence of Los Angeles on Halloween night. Yes. The innocence. The innocence is yeah, one, of the, one, one of the great good choice. Uh, lean to the side. I want to see this picture of you. This is the, uh, the, the album cover. You on the, It looks very sort of uh, Francois Truffaut, French cinema. 
Early 60s? Yeah, it was. It's in front of a Bob Dylan show. My wife and I went to a Bob Dylan show last year in L.A. at the Wiltern, and um, I was smoking a joint before the show, and so she took a picture of me. Uh, so we decided to do that, and then I decided to do the Clash lettering. You can't see the bottom, but it's it's the yeah. pink and green uh, London Calling uh, Elvis Presley lettering. Um, because I'm a retro kind of guy, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you remember The Innocence. My wife curates the film club, and um, so she picked The Innocence for Halloween, which is a really awesome Great one. ghost story yeah. uh, from the 60s and very, very well filmed. So I have all those things going on. I just wanted to plug them up. Absolutely. We love it. All good. Very excited you're coming to town. Keswick Theater tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Who's live anyway? Greg, thank you so much. Great to catch up with you. We'll talk again. Hey, man. I hope to see you in person next time, you guys. Absolutely. Most definitely. Greg Proops, everyone. Thank you, sir. All right. We have to take a break because we have more friends. More friends joining us today. The Grand Dame is here. uh, Kate Flannery is about to step into (laughs) our studio in just a moment or two. We'll be back in a second. Stay with us. Drunk text your ex. Text MMR instead at 39333. Just don't ask us, hey, you up? Because, nah, we're good. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest is taking a selfie <laughs> in our studio, and she looks wonderful in her Phillies hat this year. Yeah! The amazing Kate Flannery Yay! is here. What's up, Phillies fans? <laughs> Still drunk from last <laughs> were you at the game? You weren't at I the game. I was not at the game. Uh, you don't have to be there. You can watch it on TV. Yeah, I it's know, great. I and know. then you can go to the bathroom whenever you want. Yes. But, but you're basically the, the the queen of the city. You could just make a call and be right behind the uh, the home plate. I don't know about that. I pissed <laughs> off a lot of people. But that's okay. It's okay. You, you pissed off a lot of people. Yeah, but I got to tell you, I love this team so much, you guys. They're the biggest bunch of weirdos. I love them. It's great, so it? weird. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love them. I yeah. really do. So much heart. So and, much soul. And they love they love the 
city. I mean, they, they, they do. Preston's talked about it. Uh, uh, there, there are there's there are legitimate personalities on the team. They legitimately dig and get the fan base. They they make everyone enthused about you know everything that they are able to do. Mm-hmm. And in those classic baseball movie moments, totally. they deliver. It's so true. Yeah, yeah. You guys, oh my God. Did you see yeah. the Bryce Harper uh, press conference from two nights ago where he talked about his love for the city? Yeah. It was, what, what I loved about it is he started to go into it and then he stopped and he goes pandering, you know? Like, and then he's like, I'm not pandering. Dude, he is the I, most responsible mm-hmm. team leader. Seriously, because he's, I mean, when, when last night they asked him, hey, how's your elbow? He goes, eh, just hit my funny bone. Yeah. I'm like, this dude is not, he's not letting anybody suffer. Yeah. He's like, he's gonna, he's a leader. Leader. Yeah. He's a leader. Yeah. And I, they, they won me over last season uh, just because of how much fun they were having. You know, you could tell right. that they're really having a good time. Dude, favorite part of the game, the champagne beer shower with the goggles. You guys, so, I love these guys. They're weird. Footage that I saw last night of, of the locker room, uh, they did an overhead shot where they were shooting downward like this. There was like... Two inches of, of, of booze on right? the floor. I mean, like splashing around. <laughs> totally. Seriously, Somebody needs guys. to swim in that. You, you need to be there. We need to. You, that that's yeah, a perfect I, Kate Flannery I, moment. Am I supposed to mess it up? Don't don't let me mess it up, please. I, I'm wearing the same clothes from four days ago. No, I, no, I, I cannot mess this up. Seriously, they got this. They, I mean, they got this. You know, I, someone was saying like when they lost the other night, that it was the perfect loss before because it just fueled them. Yeah. And, you know that crazy call. Don't get me started, you guys. Yeah. This is the greatest team. I why did I ever leave Philadelphia? This is <laughs> you're, you're, you're never really. You've never yeah. really left. Well, you're you're, you're yeah. just out and traveling about. That's, that's the way we look at it. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was at the game last night, and admittedly, I'm uh, running on fumes a bit today. But it was 100 percent worth it, and I can't wait to go see another game in the NLCS. Um, you know, you you spent a lot of time in LA. Uh, and, you know, I, not that I was sad to see the Dodgers go, but like, do Dodgers fan? Can you compare and contrast LA fans versus Philly Philly fans? Too many transplants. Yeah, yeah. everybody in LA is like, hey, I, I've lived here for forty years, but I'm not from here. Like, their their loyalty is questionable. I'm just saying, my loyalty is questionable in LA. I mean, I whatever. That's what I'm saying. I, I, this, this is about Philly fans. You get the truth. It's the, it's the truth. You know, I mean, good, bad, if whatever they think. That's why all this positive feedback is on. It's unbelievable. You, you, so unprecedented. You get what you get. And that's what I've yeah. always said about it. A- about you, you, the fan base, you got what you got. So you got to either love them or hate Figure what you're going to do, but there's no indecisiveness. And that's what's really cool. Speaking to what Nick was talking about, are there places out uh, uh, on the coast where, they, I mean, we know there are Philly sort of enclaves and, and, oh, yeah. and, and places. Do you have any place of preference? Do you frequent any of them? You know, I know that there's uh, there are Phillies bars yeah, uh, everywhere, yeah. um, as there should be. Um, I I don't, um, but you know, you have literally somebody has to die to get a seat on the bar stool in some of these places. Oh, no really? Joke. No yeah. joke. Like they have seats. Like you cannot mess with it. <laughs> now I got to tell you guys, I've been doing all these minor league baseball events yeah. Yeah. this summer and last summer, so I've been throwing out the first pitch. Um, and don't bet on me, but you know, I'm kind of bowling <laughs> in the sky, yeah. underhand. Let me show you have a good arm. I'm bowling. I'm okay. Yeah. I get it to the plate, but I'm bowling in the sky. I'm yeah. underhand. A lot of people criticize. You know what? Whatever. I. I I have the comedy parachute. You know, yeah. I, nobody gets hit. Uh, but it's so fun. I gotta tell you, there's so much heart. I gotta tell you, I love baseball. I really do. And I feel like the Phillies have, they're a major league team with a minor league heart. You know, okay. and, and, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're in this, like, come up 3,000%. 3, 
Yeah, that's, that's a yeah. great quote. I was, and, and then speaking of the locker room celebration, Garrett Stubbs, who's the backup catcher and might not see any postseason action, is also sort of the heart of this team. And he's um, I pulled up a picture for Preston to see. He's wearing a Budweiser hat. Uh, basically, <laughs> it's a 12-pack as yeah. a hat. <laughs> and, and the dude's wearing his overalls. These guys! He's single-handedly responsible for a lot of Phillies fans wearing overalls to games, uh, right. inclu- including Matt Fiance. Because you can buy them. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. You can right. carry around and more even beer. like, you know, whatever. If, if you whatever. don't love this team, there's Underpants. something wrong with you. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely right. I, I I just can't even. I mean, now I can't. It's like when we're watching TV, you know, and when we're watching the game, like we're gonna real mute the. Did you play at all? Did you ever? Uh, did you play? I played softball. I was catcher for a little bit. I I wasn't that good. I played softball for a couple years. I, I, I God bless the outfielders. I'm just telling you, they, yeah. you know, especially in grade school. Like <laughs> God bless. Oh, wait, Kate, yeah. you'll love this. I got a text from uh, my friend this morning. Her son uh, went to school today, and the, she got a text from the teacher that said, "Oh my God, your son just asked me to spell Castiano uh, for his t- journal topic." He then said, "My mom said he's going to be my new stepdad." <laughs> Casti, Liam's going to have another brother. That's what she said. That's exactly what she said. Liam, Liam was at Xfinity Live at like two in the morning last oh night. Oh my God! And, and he, he was having fun, and he came up. You know, he's he lives in Florida most of the year, and so he was a lot of games this summer, um, but he came up to watch the last two games, and he saw his dad hit four home runs in back-to-back so games. So now Phillies fans are like, uh, Liam can't go back to Florida. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Stay, Stay, Liam. Yeah. We'll are give you a cheesesteak. Are you superstitious? I am. That's yeah. why I'm wearing Obviously, the same I know. <laughs> how, 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 uh, how comprehensive is it? I mean, it, oh, everything. No, you know, I know. I, you know what? I, I did wear a Philly shirt the day they, they lost. So I'm like, I'm not wearing that shirt. Okay. It's, it's sitting in the drawer. I love right. it. It's fine. It's fine. You know, I'm just saying that's, that's about the extent of it. <laughs> yeah. I got to get real. Steve, yeah, no. Come on. <laughs> I, I got to live in the real world. You know, unfortunately. Well, Casey, Casey has, like, for example, for the Eagles, he'll actually, he'll get, um, he'll get his, uh, an insignia on the lawn. He'll get it blessed. Wow. Well, he yeah. can't touch the color of the uh, opposing, opposing teams team. at oh any point I'm in that day. I'm trying to get away from it, but it's not happening. <laughs> I asked that's bad. When the, the, these O'Hara boys, you know, yeah. they got the, they got the OCD issues. It's a learned behavior. It sure uh, is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, you went to a much bigger school than I did. You know what's <laughs> so funny? Uh, so my mom, um, you know, yeah, the Cardinal Heron class in 93. And uh, <laughs> my mom gets this thing on Facebook and she was just so blown away because uh, they're having a, a designer bag bingo coming up in, on the, Bragger. November, Bragger. <laughs> November 11th. Uh, sure, rub it in my face. So my mom, she, she gets this notice and it says special guest Casey boy from the Preston hey! and I'm like oh my dude. god uh, dude 30 years ago <laughs> you would have said right? told me that special guest would have been next to my name like dude, no way in the words of Barry Manilow yeah. looks like you made it <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> oh my designer yeah. bag bingo no less uh-huh. not just regular bags right? yeah. designer bags fancy pants yeah, <laughs> yeah. hey yeah. what are you doing in town I mean you're not you know, here to promote I've, I've anything I've seen my dad we're watching the games my dad's gonna be 100 years old in December wow oh my god Crazy. we're totally with it smoking cigars on the porch at the shore he's doing- <laughs> oh my god he's unbelievable seriously and he's such a baseball fan. Oh, so that's he's, fantastic! Yeah, he's, and, 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 and of course, the Eagles as well. I mean, he he's he's mostly a high school and college basketball fan. Like that's his that's his sweet spot. Mm-hmm. But he loves so, he loves he always does he have the mobility to, to get out to a game? Could no, you, uh, not right now. Okay. But, he's, but you know, but we're like I said, we're in it. We're watching. You're watching. Three thousand yeah. percent. We're there. Yeah, he's it, great. It's wild. My dad 
just turned ninety five, and, and and you know, it, again, like sharp, like I like I, I right? swear to God, I hope I'm a half of that Honest level. Honest to God, right? Yeah, because it's a, it's Save amazing. Save your money, Steve. Yeah. You're yeah. gonna be here for a while. That's how I look I at know. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm not staying at the Four Seasons. <laughs> I'm sleeping on the couch of my sister. <laughs> Think about it. Oh my god, you guys! I feel like I've not seen you like, yeah. since I, I. It's been like I think was it Thanksgiving a couple years ago. Maybe yeah. camp out. Yeah, yeah camp maybe out. camp out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta bring it. You know, I I have my Meredith Funko Pop. I've not shared this with you guys. I gotta send it to you. Um, I, this is I do the Meredith Funko Pop. Yeah, is awesome. It's, it's a casual Friday yeah. Funko Pop. Um, <laughs> oh, real. My parents are so proud. Uh, but but it's all you know pixelated. It's like the first uh, Funko that's pixelated. So oh my god! It's, it's kind of awesome. It's that, yeah, that, that episode is guys. hilarious. I'm gonna get you. Yeah, seriously. will you misunderstand anything in in two years? But Right oh, that's whole. Oh, we're looking at the picture. At it. That's great. I wow. love the number of people who dress as that yeah. Meredith yes. outfit for Halloween. Halloween's coming up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so creative. I mean, I we've done a bunch of fan expos this year. Um, which we're always with the Star Trek guys, which is so awesome today is, because I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Do they know? Are they going to tap us on the shoulder? And say we've made a mistake. <laughs> how does that jump? How does that? How does that? I you know, what, it's all pop up. culture, yeah. and and there's certain zeitgeist, and so we're sort of in that, you know, like in that pop. So yes, I've seen Shatner. He sort of rolls by and is a uh, little rascal. He's not a big talker. <laughs> but I love the Picard folks. They're so, you know. Oh, the next generation. And, 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 yeah, I mean, those guys, like Brett Spiner, they're, they're so awesome. You know, oh, it's so, if you stop cool. and think about it, that it's yeah. the same, it's an office dynamic in space. <laughs> it's a workplace. It's what it is. It's a workplace. Uh, show. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Wow. Yeah, but it's, yeah, so it's just been, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the luckiest person, you know, trust me. And, and I'm getting a new Funko um, sometime this year. It's going to be um, uh, a fun run where I'm going to have my pelvis <laughs> Cast. Oh, the fun run. Pelvis cast. <laughs> we're, we're, it's like we're John Krasinski. Well, Jim was supposed to sign my cast, but John Krasinski accidentally signed his name. It's like an autograph, the first oh, take. Really? So they actually, on the Funko, I think it says John Krasinski. Oh, that's, oh, that's hilarious. hilarious. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, it's coming out. It hasn't come out yet. So it's a prototype. Are you amazed? I mean, we talk about this all the, t- all the time. And, and again, it literally shows no signs of waning whatsoever. Uh, the, the, the popularity it just continues. Uh, Dude, and it's it, crazy. There's been it's no crazy. diminishing of it. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, I, people I, they literally... live it all day. I mean, it's just like people live it. They, I, you know, I, I sometimes wear a mask because I'm, I'm trying to be careful around my dad. And I, somebody would be like, I, I knew, I knew, just like from the back of my head, like, yeah. or, or just my voice. It's, it's so crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. Wait, I was reading a story the other day. I had it on, uh, when we were doing, talking about entertainment stuff, but somebody was bring, bringing up the idea of, of rebooting it. You know what? I saw that. I didn't know if it was just clickbait. Yeah. Because it, it, it kind of read like clickbait. Yeah. Like, we kind of reached a certain point. I was yeah. like, no, I haven't been contacted. But you never know. I think they're waiting, you know, the Friends did a reboot. I think they're just waiting for us to get enough plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> as much as the Friends. That's my guess. Yeah. You know that, that Friends reunion that they oh. did was actually pretty was pretty cool. I, I have to say, no, it was you, good. No, I, don't get me wrong. They, yeah. they made way more money than we. Did. They, 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 they can do Juvederm. They can do all the injections. Yeah. Juvederm. Whatever they're doing. You know. I mean, God bless them. Yeah. Yeah. They struggle with their millions. Yeah. It's tough. I'm I mean, sleeping on my sister's couch. Save your money. Save your money. <laughs> well, look, you're, you're, oh we were saying God. you're in fantastic shape. And you're saying yeah. that that's still Dancing a carry. Dancing with the stars. I, I'm yeah. telling you, I went to Dancing with the Stars last week, and I had the the least PTSD I've had. I've been there three times since I, since I did the show, and I was like, I'm actually calm because before I was like, Oh my god! I was so what's the so what's the, the vibe now? Because you have Ju- Juliana Hoff and and you have uh, um, uh, Alfonso Romero, yeah, it's and, great. who's very appropriate because he's a dancer and he won. He yeah, won, yeah, he yeah. won one season, and of course the Carlton. You know. Yeah, and what's the what's is the vibe still? Is it is it better now? Or I is think it, it's good. I yeah. think it's really good. I really do. I think it, I think it's better. 
better in some ways. And, you know, there's less controversial weirdos like no Carol Baskin this year. And right. God bless the Carol Baskin fans, but come on. My, my poor partner, Pasha, had to dance with, like, the cat lady. I'm like, oh, my God, I hope you're still alive, dude. Are you okay? <laughs> Check it out. Like, well, I don't know who you pissed Carol off. How'd you get stuck with her? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's I, so I feel like it's more, I think, I just think it's 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 a little more joyful because there's less BS. I forget who I was reading. Maybe it's Brooke Burke or somebody was talking about that or, or whatever was talking about that there is a natural inclination and it happens a lot, especially with the, the, the females who compete on the show. And it was just her take and she talked to other women who had appeared on the show that you get a bit of a crush on your dance partner. Right. My, the thing is that my partner was... Uh, old enough to be my son if I was a uh, slut in yeah. high school. I'm just saying. And, and so, which makes it different. Right. right. So you were a slut in I was not a slut in high school. No, I, if either. only I had known it would... I, I, I know. If I, could, if I could do it over again, Casey. Yeah. It was not my, it was not my jam. What was the school that was the whorehouse on the hill? Oh, what? that was Prendy. That was Prendy. Yeah. 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 I would love to see an It's a Wonderful Life uh, where, uh, you know... <laughs> It's good being the slot. Uh, uh, sure. Yeah. You know what? Everybody, what was the name? Oh, this whole thing. Oh, uh, right, right. She's the actress. She's got it the right. Yeah. Right? I, I wear this one. I don't care how right, I look. look. Right. Um, I wanted to throw this out to you, Kate, because we do this event uh, every year, and you've probably seen videos of it uh, when you're in uh, the uh, the Acme Lounge in there of uh, our cardboard classic where people create these sleds out of cardboard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we used to do it in uh, Jack Frost, Pocono Mountains, uh, and... We moved it last year to Montage Mountain, which is right next to Scranton. Scranton right adjacent. up the road. Yeah. And so we'd love if, like, you Are and Are you putting Angela, me on the spot right yeah. now? Yeah. 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 How could I possibly out. say... No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being extorted. Just want to plant the seed. I totally because I was just in Scranton. I actually threw out the first pitch at the Rail Riders game. Okay, uh, one of my worst pitches. But you know, I had oh, whatever. That's okay. Um, but it was really fun. They, oh, they, I don't know if you guys know that they have this like permanent mural that they did, and yeah. I actually I made the mural, you guys. Of course, yeah. you, would. Oh, you, you made it. Sake. Yeah. You can so see I that. Up and see it. It wasn't finished when I was there last, so maybe I need to go up and and, and, uh, and we, we could encourage our sledders to maybe create some office, office themes. Inspired. Uh, 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 creations, would you yeah. do? This is the this event is. Um, I mean, wow. it, it defies description wow. because it it's is. Awesome. And, and montage was <laughs> sensational, and the, and everyone kept saying it's right in office territory. Right. So we wouldn't, you know, uh, maybe you don't want to uh, negotiate with extorters, but <laughs> but, but it's, uh, if it's something that happens to end up on your calendar, that would be fantastic. Seriously, oh my god, this is awesome. This is fa- oh my god, you guys, this is nuts. Is we're that a wrestling? At, is that yeah. a wrestling? That was yeah. a wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're looking at video. Oh from my Delta. God! Of <laughs> course they're at, from Delco, right? We're looking at. I want oh, the audience Grady. to know we're looking at video footage of Grady, the cardboard sorry. classic. Sorry. Right now. Grady, oh, God yes. damn it! Flannery yes. button. There's a I hit the Flannery switch. <laughs> oh yeah, my yeah. God! You know somebody <laughs> somebody came up to you in Wawa and said, "Ah, you're the Flannery from the Flannery switch on on President Steve." <laughs> I was like, "Hey, <laughs> looks like a made it." <laughs> <laughs> we have many luminaries, many big stars are aware of the Flannery I'm switch so now. You guys, seriously, this is. I, you guys are the you guys are the best, and also like every time I see a comic that I know from another city that's done your show, they're like, "Oh my god, we actually had a great experience!" Like, like it, it, you guys.
guys have to know how rare you are. Oh, well, we appreciate that. You guys that. are awesome. Oh, thank, thank you. you. So I don't, you know, I will pay you all later. So you guys are awesome. <laughs> it is interesting to see, um, you know, because uh, the office obviously is, is still a huge national phenomenon. But my uh, fiance's family is from the Poconos, and, and she grew up uh, in She grew up right near Scranton, and um, what the office means to that city is still very palpable. I mean, you talked about the, you know, the mural and the, and the minor league games. They, there's so much celebration of the office it's in Scranton. It's it's incredible. Yeah, poor Richards, man. They, yes. they they're they're raking it in. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. Spars and like Coopers. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, I, it's it's global. I, literally, there was six episodes back to back last night, and 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 so I'll, I mean, it's running constantly, and you jump in. It's one of those perpetual. You jump in at any point. Just keep going a few episodes. Do you find yourself falling in that loop, or, or? Uh, once in a while? This is the thing. I feel like um, I'll, I'll watch a little bit, but sometimes I'll be like, oh yeah, this is the episode where they cut my. But it's fine. No, no. I mean, it's something. As, as like an actor, like sometimes people count, you know you tend to count your lines when you get the script. I stopped doing that like very quickly. I mean, I literally had a great therapist and like some meditation because you just want to enjoy what it is and like figure out okay, what's your place. So I feel like even though there was, I feel like there was less of Meredith, but she didn't talk as much as a lot of the other characters. But even if I didn't talk, sometimes I would still get a laugh. There are home so, like, home moments. That is like that's a lesson in just like. Your presence just showing up like that it's enough. And yeah. it does and sometimes when you talk a character talks too much, you lose the funny. Some of the funniest right? parts of episodes yeah. are your are your well, reaction, I wasn't your fishing, look. but thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I will come to Scranton. What is it? March? I'll be great. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, is there a medic uh, somewhere on the hill? Because I, I wouldn't mind going down, but I might need some medical assistance. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Hey, we had a friend of yours in Arden Marine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, And by the That's way, she's as bad. nuclear as you are. Yes. Who gets yeah. the word in first when you guys are having conversations? She talks a lot higher than I do. She yeah. Like, so, yeah, um, it's probably me. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, but also because I'm from Philly, I'm like, you got to go to President's Theme. Yeah, I know. She was right? awesome. Yeah, we, awesome. We love her, Arden, yeah. Arden Marine's great. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, she's doing... Is, um, she, is she your bestie, basically? Or, or is um, Jane Lynch? Or who's... I, Jane, you know, I, I'm so fickle. Yeah. No, uh, no she, I, you know what? She's one of... She's, yeah, she's one of my... She's in my posse, for sure. Okay. And I feel like there's not a lot... There's so many douchebag actors. So, like, <laughs> seriously, to be honest with you guys. So, I do have... act. If I have an actor friend, like, then they're pretty cool, because I don't deal with douchebags. Okay. I just don't. It's too, I you know... That, yeah, no. We you don't know, have time. It's the Philly in you, you know? It's yeah. kind of true. I mean, yeah. and there's, you know... You, you, <laughs> I'm just saying, you guys, right? Uh, yeah. Jane Lynch and I are going out on tour I was about uh, in, to in December. Okay. Yes. Um, unfortunately, we're not playing Philly. The hey, son of a bitch! The lamp shades are on pause. But I know, we're not playing Philly, but we'll be in New York for six shows. We'll, we're going to be in Hanover, Pennsylvania, so get some Schneider's pretzels. Schneider's <laughs> 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 Hanover. Right? I was not in charge of the of the cities, apparently. The I think I got kicked out of City Winery last time we played. Uh, but yeah, we'll be in Boston, Chicago. We're even playing Vegas, which could be like a, a nightmare for... Well, you're hitting right everything. Please put a heat. Oh. I know, I'm so sorry. Why did you just go do if, Dallas and drive the knife in? <laughs> if, God forbid. <laughs> when you're in Vegas, I, I doubt you too is still there, but are you going to go check I'm gonna out? I'm going to try. I'm actually going to be there next week for a, a corporate thing. Oh, um, wow. So I'm going to try to go. You've seen all the videos of... Uh, I have, you know, I used, I waited on Bono and the Edge one time at this restaurant. What? It was probably like five years before I got the office, and I got a headache because I was trying to be so cool. <laughs> yeah. And I did it. Because, I was like, literally, that just, was going out of my head. Yeah. I was like, the war album. You got me through sophomore year of college. <laughs> I love that album so much. Like, literally. I'm, and you got a headache because you were 
suppressing it. I did, and then yeah. I... Um, uh, sorry, I was screaming last night. Because uh, the Phillies won. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys know more? We know, no, 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 more. Now you can't. Okay. I've hit the button. I'm sorry. You're too many times. She's blown out our dumb will now be live, and we will get in a lot of trouble. I'm so sorry, guys. Okay. But, yeah, but I actually got to hang out a little bit with the edge. I told him that I went on... This was a few years ago um, at the Golden Globes, so... I don't know that name I just dropped. So the, the lampshades are on uh, hiatus. We're on hiatus. Are they going to come back? Because maybe maybe you booked a sphere for that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you don't know the lampshades, we're Dying Lounge Act that I did for 20 years with my comedy partner, uh, Scott Robinson, who was um, uh, perpetually drunk on stage the entire time. Um, We would do mashups of 70s and 80s songs. Um, Yeah. But but he moved to Oregon, and I think he's taking a break from showbiz. You got got other things. I know. Yeah, we'll see. Other irons in the fire. This is true. And and I have a comedy partner in Jane Lynch, because we're we're doing we have this Christmas album, uh, Swinging Little Christmas. If you haven't gotten it, uh, get it now, and maybe I'll bring some to Scranton in March. That'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, she is, uh, so she is, um, she has a potential season ahead of her on Only Murders in the Building. Right, right. They will will do flashbacks, as they did with Paul Rudd's character. Yes. And... does does the phone ring at your house, perhaps, a potential opportunity to get you in know on what? that? Uh, for murder, something like, no, but I was on Mass Singer this week, you guys. Me and Mass Bass, right. we gave a, a clue, which was really, really fun, because that show is weird. It's not as weird as the Phillies. But I mean, but weird is good. Weird I, is good. I, I love weird. I'm, I'm having trouble with the Mass Singer for some reason. I, I, yeah. I, I, only you because... need to do more drugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's really... They're singing, there's they no way they're singing point. live inside those they, things. I, I, I'm told that they are. I'm told that they are. Do you it might be it? a little sweetened. I don't okay, know. I mean, yeah. because it is. I think there's certain standards in practice where they have to. Yeah, that's what I've heard. But I don't don't ask. Uh, me. I was don't thinking the same thing, know. but I guess they've got a good headset mic on. Possibly, but still, you well, you you're saying maybe they might sweeten a little bit to make it more post production. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and they post. do have a lot of backup singers. I was like, it's whoa, true. how many people are coming out of that thing? Like, you oh. have 14 people in that costume. What's happening? <laughs> 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 and some of the, the costumes are so big, there could be 14. Yeah, no, gigantic. I was there when Michael Rappaport uh, was on. Well, oh. sorry, I, sorry, spoiler alert. Sorry, yeah. you watched it. <laughs> you friends with him? Or have I, you known him? him but yeah, but yeah. He, he had the flattery. I mean, he cursed more than anybody when he got oh, He was so it. mad that he got revealed. So, yeah. Oh, he's, not, he's yeah. been on the show a number of times. And oddly enough, he's never cursed on the show. Oh, my God. I'm so, <laughs> you guys, I'm so embarrassed. Don't tell my almost 100-year-old dad. <laughs> Oh, you didn't get any of that from him, huh? No, 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 no. 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 He might say, "What the hell?" You so know. it's funny because you were uh, in our uh, Acme Lounge talking to Bill Burns, whose grandfather lived to 103. 103, right? he told and me. You yeah. guys were having this conversation, and he says, uh, "You know, if you think about it, like the prequel to Yellowstone, 1923, is like they." They were alive during, like, the wow. wild, wild west. Well, that's true, but my dad grew up in Germantown, so I know, it wasn't I know. that wild in Germantown. <laughs> the wild Germantown. wilder now in Germantown, but it was in 1923. But that was all going on. That's true. No, that's true. There was, I know, it is World kind War, of, yeah. it is kind of crazy. My dad was a World War II, uh, he was a World War II vet. He was at Anzio. He was a prisoner of war for over a year. He was taken to Germany. That, that's amazing. So, yeah, so for my, over a year. My dad a veteran as well. Yeah. So, and, and the, the, what, what is the, the actual number of living World War II veterans in the, in the country? I it's, I'm it's, not it's sure. But if you guys go to Philly.com, there was a story on my dad, I think it was uh, uh, 2016. He was actually 
yesterday on the front page. He, he told stories to the reporter that we had never heard before. Wow. So, so he was on VA Day. Do you, um, know, do you know what happened? So I, I've talked about this before on the air. My dad, a, l- a little while ago, took, took the time to go through his journals and recorded basically his life into a, a recorder. Wow. About eight hours of audio. It's the greatest gift you could possibly oh God, give your kids. Absolutely. Recounting everything. It was amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's amazing. I taped my dad pouring drinks uh, at the beginning of the summer. I did. Yeah. <laughs> you filmed him pouring drinks? I did. Because he's a part. Yeah, yeah, he's not drinking anymore because yeah. he doesn't want to fall. But, you know, he can he can dish it out. Oh, yeah. He can't take it. He can dish it out. I have to break in here real quick. Right, we, yeah. we have to do this little oh. contest. It only takes a moment here, Kate. But, but I, it's 10 a.m. exactly, so we have to do this right now. 93.3 WMMR, Philadelphia. You're a real crumb bum. It's time for a crumb bum cash keyword. All right, and the word that you have to enter is loud. That is our keyword, loud, L-O-U-D. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to do that. Uh, there are three ways to do it. Enter it uh, through WMMR.com, through the MMR app, or you can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911, and one random entry win $1,000 in our company-wide contest. Each winner gets a call from Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. And it is all sponsored by Horizon Services. So let me give you that word again. Loud. L-O-U-D. Oh. And it is our crumbum cash what? I thought you said aloud. No, no, it's no, no. loud. L-O-U-D. Okay. And by the way, do you know, uh, Case, pull up the crumbum clip. I want to see if Kate knows uh, who that is, if you could uh, hit that. Uh, yeah, maybe. This one. Yeah. You're a real crumbum. You know who that is? Uh, Frank Rizzo? Yeah! yeah. Wow! wow. You Really? I was going to say Cardinal Kroll. Yeah. <laughs> that was my second. One, second. two, three. We have a whole bunch of them. Hang I on. was confirmed by Cardinal Kroll. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. Get away wow. from me, you crumb. You know what you oh win? Oh, my God. Uh, what, all what expenses paid trip to Scranton <laughs> in, in March. In March. Yeah. Yes. Well, You're a crumb creep. Well, oh, not all God, expenses paid. Yeah. Yeah. So I might be able to get you a hotel that room. A, that's one of our favorite clips. Yeah. You've won a some expenses paid trip. For some reason, Frank Rizzo showed up at my grandmother's funeral. What? In, in, uh, it was in uh, it was in Germantown. It's really? St. Madeline wow. Sophie's. For some reason, because it was a night funeral, and they my uncle had my uncle was a, the coach at um, at LaSalle for thirty five years at LaSalle High School. Tech and so somebody was able to finagle so Yeah, he knew somebody for the city so that there would be like safety. And it was like a, it was an election year, so wow. my my cousin's like, "What the hell is Frank Rizzo? Like, <laughs> he and my mom really close. Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Crazy. All he said was, "I don't want to talk to you." <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, a great God. clip. Yeah, he, he, you know he was a big boss. He was a know? big boss. Big yeah, boss. and in fact, he, he, this clip comes from there was a, I think it was a, a CBS reporter, Stan uh, Borman. Yeah, Stan Borman, and they got into this classic exchange, which is early viral stuff where they're going back and forth at each other. Oh and, and You're less than a man. Uh, he was. Told, he wanted to fight. Do we have I want to fight, fight you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he literally right. wanted to. Whoa. Yeah, there I want to fight you. Yeah. He, <laughs> I'll take his out back and break your heads all tree you. Yeah. Oh my God, you guys. Wasn't, weren't things great back then? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll break it over your head. <laughs> yeah, this is him. He grabbed the microphone and said this. I'll break it over your head. <laughs> I will go back to that wall with the three of yous. Oh my god! Three of yous. <laughs> yes. Nineteen eighty. He was he was no longer mayor, nope. and, and wow. Stan like confronted him in the street, and it's like Frank gets real angry, wow. and that's all legit. I'm glad he wasn't in office when he said <laughs> yes. that. Seriously, wow. he was more of a gentleman when he was. Yeah. Take the take the, you know, if you're taking the oath, be a gentleman. Come on, or a gentlewoman. Come on, wow. gentle person. That is wild. Frank, <sighs> yeah, Frank has a 
place, place in my brain whether I whether I knew it or not. Yeah, yeah. 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 You spent yes. me a million dollars. I don't know if I could. Oh, well, that's yeah. not expecting was, was, that. Was mom on the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Unbelievable. All right. Well, listen, we got we to gotta take a break. Uh, but uh, we're love so glad that you took some time to stop Thank by so here just to hang out. Me. Seriously. It's very exciting. I, I mean, you broke, not- you, you broke good luck. I, did I? Yes. No, I, no, the Phillies brought me good luck. Brought us good luck. I cannot take credit. Seriously, don't put it on me. We're all, all right. in trouble if I'm in charge. I love you guys so much. We love so, you. How long, how long are you in town? Uh, I, I think till Sunday, but I'll be back. I'll be, I'm back a lot. Okay. Right. I mean, a lot, a lot. Excellent. So, yeah. And then, of course, in March. <laughs> Scranton, baby. Right? Uh, it might be fun. Seriously. Right? Thank you, you so guys. much. Thank you. Go Phillies. We love you. Go, go, yeah. go, 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 uh, we are going to take a break. Casey wants me to give this away. I can do. Can I give all, all five of these away? Yes, in honor of uh, Cardinal uh, O'Hara oh. and Archbishop Carroll. Yeah. The Nun 2 on oh. digital. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take the first five callers in 215-263-WMMR. It's the next chapter of the uh, Conjuring universe. The Conjuring. The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. It's available now on digital. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents to you the Rolling Stones on a platter. Don't get angry with me. Listen all weekend to win a copy of the Stones' new album, Hackney Diamonds, on vinyl. Plus, the WMMR Weekend Warriors will offer up blocks of the Rolling Stones for your listening enjoyment. I have a sweet... Whenever you hear us roll one out, new, old, and deep, we'll give away a copy. And, as always, the pleasure... Is all ours from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. No. <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. I brought to you by Sports and Social. You can cheer on the birds just steps away from the stadium at Sports and Social in Live Casino and Hotel Philly. Watch the game on a 52-foot big screen with halftime contests, Bud Light giveaways, memorabilia, and a bunch more. We'll start with this Florida woman facing a felony charge after allegedly shoving a bag of dog poop into the face of an elderly neighbor. Callie Robertson was arrested. I thought you wanted that. Sunday morning after a confrontation at the mobile home park where she and the 76-year-old victim live in separate residences, she apparently became upset with Daniel Powell, who, quote, would always speak with her while she walked her dog. Why are you talking to me? Robertson, cops say, took an unsecured bag of dog feces and pushed it into Powell's face, leaving feces smeared on his face and the bag on the ground. Was it feces or doo-doo feces? It was doo-doo feces. Oh, no, that's Uh, the worst. The dog waste bag matched those in the defendant's possession, and she ultimately admitted to the battery. There was doo-doo feces thrown all over the walls. Oh, no. Robertson, who was uh, released from jail on Monday after posting $2,500 bond, pleaded not guilty to third-degree felony. That's a bad neighbor. Yeah. Uh, the body of a legendary cave diver who vanished underwater in Texas on Wednesday has been recovered by his own team. Uh, Brett Hemphill was the adventurer behind the nonprofit Karst Underwater Research, and the place where he died, Phantom Springs Cave, was the site of a record-breaking dive that he made a decade ago. Oh, boy. Uh, his team reported that he reached a depth of 174 meters last week. Holy wow. hell. Uh, before he became separated. It's a cave dive? Yeah, from his team in the notoriously treacherous cave system. Man, that stuff, I've seen video of these cave divers. That is They're straight out of their goddamn minds. terrifying. Yep. 
Uh, his team, by the way, was the only were the only ones qualified to go in and rescue him. Um, according to a uh, release, they said uh, when when we have got all the information, analyze it, we will issue a statement about the incident that will answer everyone's questions. Until then, please allow us some time to come to terms with his loss. Uh, according to Hemphill's bio. His love for exploring states back to his childhood. We took part in a drive cave excursion at the age of 14 in the early 90s. He began to probe and explore a very small spring and tidal vent within a 50-mile radius of his home in central Florida and formed a research group that brought new attention to underwater caves. His team broke the United States' deep underwater cave record in 2008 and then set a new record five years later. Well, that's amazing. So, and he so, died doing what he loved, which he is loved, dying in caves. Man. All right, uh, something lighter than that. Mississippi authorities arrested a woman who a newlywed couple said arrived at their wedding unannounced. Sheriff's Department said in a Facebook post that Sandra Lynn Henderson, 57 years old, was arrested by authorities at the wedding of Lexi Bolden and Brady Butler. Apparently, Ms. Henson had been arrested in Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi, all for crashing weddings and stealing money and cards from Someone purses. took the movie to heart. Yeah. Yep, so uh, she was stealing. Henson was charged with petty larceny, trespassing, and... Got a level 10 clinger here. Disturbing the peace. Uh, newlyweds Lexi and Brady said they discovered the uninvited guests at their ceremony when Lexi's sister Sandra spotted Henson in the bridal room. When Sandra turned around uh, in the bridal room, she said uh, she was eating a piece of my cake. Oh, man. Henson initially said she knew the bride. Uh, the wedding coordinator reportedly said $200 was missing from her purse, and Henson initially denied that she stole the money, but later handed over the cash when family members threatened to call the police. I'm all for crashing weddings for, like, the free food and drink, but, I mean, this is going to... Yeah. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're committing. Just, uh, yeah, I, I, I completely hear what you're saying. It, it's still wrong, but you're literally robbing from the people. Yeah, uh, in August 2019, she was arrested in connection to related uh, crimes in Alabama at weddings. She was charged with one misdemeanor count of theft and felony. Uh, and uh, let's see, she was also accused of stealing wedding gifts, cash, and gift cards, totaling more than $1,000 in Mississippi in 2021. So it's her thing. It's what yeah. she does, you know? Mark and Lauren Eliza bought an unusual item on Facebook Marketplace, and that was human ashes. Oh, man. The listing said the ashes belonged to the seller's mom, and he would tell the story of why he was selling her for an extra $5. And the post said, I'm not reliving the trauma for free. Uh, in the United States, there's no federal law against the sale of human cremains, by the way. Uh, Mark, Amazing. Uh, Mark interviewed the seller who said that he did not have a good relationship with his mom and her ashes presence made him uneasy. He said, everybody always says that you should just forgive the dead because they're dead. And I very much felt, why does she get a free pass? <laughs> So he's obviously come to terms with Why everything. Why flush him down the toilet? Yes, if you want to do the ultimate insult. If you, if you want to get rid of them or just yeah. scatter them somewhere, you'll or be rid of them. Let the cat go to the bathroom. And the you should do that, right too. Right out of the... Yeah, out meet, of, the meet the parents. Yeah. What was that? To, uh, Mr. Jink? No. Jinx. Yeah. Jinx. Was it Jinx? Jinx. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. All right. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. So... I'm going to give these away. There is a screening coming up. Casey is going to be hosting. It's for Old Dads. It's directed by uh, Bill Burr. Casey is hosting this at the Bryn Mawr Film Institute on Monday at 7 p.m. Calling all non-Phillies fans. <laughs> if you don't have any plans to go to the game or watch the game, 7, 7 p.m. By the time it's done, the game will just be getting started. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure this is not longer than an hour, right? It's a the movie. Uh, is it a movie or is it a, a show? It's, it's a, a movie. movie. 
It's okay. about an, about an so hour miss, and a half. You'll miss a little bit of the beginning. I mean, listen, yeah. there are people out there who couldn't give two craps about what's going of on course, in uh, yeah. Citizens Bank Park. All right, so we'll take uh, five callers, and you will be set up with it's an hour and 42 minutes. Yeah, we're, uh, you're going to get free popcorn and uh, beverage. Yeah, uh, which you, there you, you don't go. give away for free at Citizens Bank mm-hmm. Park. 215-263-WMMR. I'll bet you'd be pretty damn expensive at, at Absolutely. Uh, at in fact, Bank you're going to save money by missing one of the most pivotal games of the uh, year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's available on Netflix beginning in October 20th, by the way. So we'll take those five callers and we will give that to you. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment and we still have lesson question, trash, music, news, that stuff's on the way. So stay with us. Don't drunk text your ex. Text MMR instead at 39333. Just don't ask us, hey, you up? Because, nah, we're good. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to move on to the lesson question, and we're going to ask, we're going to ask you a question about a pro, something that happened in the program earlier, and we'll give away a $50 What a Crock Meals gift card, and I need to know this. It was uh, close to 7 a.m. Who did Caitlyn Jenner trade suction cups with in space? <laughs> 215263WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. All right. Who did Caitlyn Jenner trade suction cups with in space? 215263WMMR. Let's test your knowledge. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Helium Comedy Club, bringing the laughs to Philly for many years. Helium Comedy has the best comics of today and tomorrow, live every week. And tickets and line up at heliumcomedy.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Taylor fan, uh, Taylor Swift fans, excuse me, trying to suss out if Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey attended the world premiere of the Eris Tour concert film Wednesday night. I was here all night and I didn't see him, said one young lady who was 6'5", 220 with a mustache. <laughs> hey! 
Day. Kanye West is reportedly infuriating veterans groups in Italy because of some of his past remarks, which seem to celebrate Hitler and the Nazis. West is claiming his comments were taken out of con- context and should have clearly celebrated Hitler and the no. Nazis. Oh, my God. And finally, Scott Disick. I haven't heard that name in a while. He hasn't been seen in public for a while. He's reportedly gotten huge and has packed on a lot of weight since last year. Disick says people should not worry, saying doctors told him he needed to get bigger to accommodate all that douchiness. Ah. <laughs> That's your Hollywood <laughs> All right, we are searching for someone who may have the answer to this question, which is, who did Caitlyn Jenner trade suction cups with in space? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Adam, see if he knows. Hi, Adam. Morning. Back off, war child. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. Seriously. Yes. Back right. off, war child. Seriously. All right, Adam, who did uh, Caitlyn Jenner trade suction cups with in space? I actually had to write this down in my hand, but a Danubian warlord. Yes! <laughs> a Danubian warlord. Hang on. Adam, we're going to give you a $50 one of Crock Meals gift card. Delicious. Home cooked meals designed for your slow cooker, and you can use promo card, promo code HUNGER now through November and get $10 off of your order. Plus, what a Crock's going to donate 10 bucks to Phil Abundance as part of the President's Deep Camp Out for Hunger. Go to whatacrockmeals.com to start your order today. Now, President's Deep's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, this morning is brought to you by Monster Mania 57, November 10th to the 12th in Oaks, Pennsylvania with Alice Cooper. Wow. A Scream Reunion, the stars of Five Nights at Freddy's and more. And tickets are on sale now at monstermania.net. Uh, the Rolling Stones, we'll start with them. Uh, offering a limited edition collection of hackneyed diamonds. Uh, the CD and cassette will feature the band's iconic tongue logo along with it. Will be a range of merchandise like tees, hooded sweatshirts, headwear, and accessories. Uh, the limited edition music and merch will be available online starting October 20th. And speaking of the Stones, this weekend, the MM, the featured MM artist is the Rolling Stones. And you listen this weekend, we'll have a chance for you to win their new album, Hagney Diamonds, on vinyl. Which is I, yeah, cool. I'm very, I'm just, I don't know why I'm so excited, but I think this is, it shows that they still got it. The video is tremendous, and, and not just because obviously you have, you know, the, the, the girl du jour uh, in the video, but the, what they did with the billboards, the animating the billboards yeah. of all the different periods of their career, which it, 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 in a way, I mean, they've been going that long and being as valid that long is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, each time we play a block of the Stones, it's your chance to call and win, so make sure you're listening this weekend. And then just one other item, and that's all I have today. Out today is 50, which is a new box set compilation spanning Leonard Skinner's career over 50 tracks to celebrate this year's 50th anniversary of the fan's first album. Freebird on it? Uh, no, yeah, oddly enough, they left it off there. It's weird. It's probably, you know, it's probably on there 20 different times. So the collection is housed in a 12 by 12 vinyl album sized format and features a number of unreleased tracks, including alternative live versions of several songs, including Free Bird uh-huh. uh, from the 1976 stand at the fabulous Fox Theater in Atlanta. 
Uh, that was recorded for the group's 1976 live album, One More for the, From the Road. That, that, that live version is the version. To me, that's, you know, it's like, that's the one I'm most familiar with. Uh, it also features a rendition of uh, Give Me Three Steps from last November 13th at the Ryman Theater in Nashville, uh, which was co-founder Gary Rossington's last performance with the band before his death this past March at the age of 71. Uh, 50 features a deluxe 40-page booklet featuring previously unseen photos and liner notes by longtime band friend Cameron Crowe ah. and Pulse of Radio's own Gary Graff. A limited edition, deluxe edition, comes with a signed lithograph as well. Uh, that's it. That's all I have in music news well, That's for more than morning. enough. But let's give away something. Uh, I have Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 on digital. I'm going to be watching it this weekend. We do. And so I have five of these to give away. So we will we'll take, yes, five callers. First five callers. Two one five two six three WMMR. Tom Cruise is in the film. The critics called the biggest and best action movie of the year. Buy it on digital. The participating retailers rated PG thirteen from Paramount Pictures. Steve, I watched it over the weekend. I bought it, and uh, but and I really I enjoyed it. I mean, these movies yeah. are incredible. But at some point, about halfway through, I'm like, where the hell is Romy Malik? I'm like, I thought he was the uh, right. I he's the Bond villain. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. No time to die. You're thinking yeah. of yeah, 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 yeah the yeah, Mission yeah. Impossible <laughs> villain. Yeah, He's the Bond Bond villain. villain. Showed right. up yet? All right, so keep typing. Yeah, keep type typing. like the wind, very old one. We have one more break to take, which is what we are going to do right now. And when we return, I will give away our word of the week prize. All right, so hang out. We won't be gone long. the orange and the black as we drop the puck on a new season of Flyers Hockey. Tune in for select games right here all season long. Tomorrow, the Flyers take on the Senators at 1 p.m. in Ottawa. We'll be rocking the rink with all the heads, all the goals all season long. The tip behind the net, they score! Philadelphia Flyers Hockey, part of everything that rocks on 93.3 WMMR. Somebody! <laughs> 10.50, uh, Friday morning. No sad, bro. There's been no sad. No sad at all today. It's all happy, bro. I love it, man. Uh, today's been a lot of fun. It's been a, a runaway train of entertainment. Yes, and and uh, it, it uh, climaxed yeah. with a ball of energy in Kate <laughs> Flannery. Yeah. She would not... She was on. I think she did cocaine right before she came in here. She did. did I mean, she was the most phenomenal she's ever been, and blew out the Flannery switch. She was awesome. Blew it out. So I'd like to thank thank Kate for being here this morning. And all she wanted to do was just come by and say hello. And we were happy to have her anytime. But the fact that the Phils won last night, she was on a crazy high. It was a lot of fun. Um, Speaking of fun, we also had a really good time with Mr. Greg Proops. Yay! live anyway is tonight at the Keswick Theater and we talked about tons of stuff with him. He's great. And then our first time meeting Duncan Trussell. And Duncan was excellent. He is uh, at Helium uh, tonight and tomorrow. The 7.30 show tomorrow night is sold out. The other ones might sell out as well. So a heads up if you want to go see some great comedy. Get those tickets now before they are are gone. So it was a lot of fun. On He's uh, terrific by the way. His stand-up is great. Yeah, today's uh, program. And the fun is just beginning. Yes. Yes. Mr. Fun has walked into this studio as we speak. 
Pierre yes, Robert. Here I am. How you doing? Uh, stand-up comics, man. It's fascinating. I went and saw Seinfeld last week. <laughs> what did you think? Last Friday. It, uh, amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't seen a stand-up act in a long time. I usually go to small comedy clubs to see them. Uh, and him at the Met uh, with this very Vegas, like, yeah. Sinatra kind of opener guy. Uh, and then, and they're both in suits. It's not, you know, they're dressed up. And he played, you know, he played for an hour. Yeah. And they just, you know, they just... They what comedians do is they remind us of stuff that we see every day and notice, but never really discuss. Yeah. And they sort of bring it up to the surface. He did this whole bit on Flex Seal. You know that ad yeah. for Flex Seal. Yeah. We, we play the with, commercial all the time. Yeah. 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 With Phil Swift. <laughs> and he did the. And he he said, "I'm going to go buy a rowboat that's cut in half." Did I tell you this story? No. no. And and he he said, "I'm I'm going to go cut a rowboat in half and then glue it back together with Flex Seal." He went. I mean, he must have spent ten minutes on Flex Seal. Then he said, "I was down in Florida." And somebody said, "Well, that guy Phil Swift that you keep talking about lives down here. Would you like to meet him?" And he goes. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. No, thanks. Anyway, it was great. Uh, great great fun stuff. So you guys have no, covered thanks. all the bases in town from uh, Helium to Punchline. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And Kate is not even appearing anywhere tonight. No, she just wanted to stop by. And she's in town visiting her dad who turned 100. Wow. Yeah. She might just want to go down to Rittenhouse Square and stand in the middle of the square and start doing a, a stand-up act there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah why not? has enough energy to power um, several towns. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, well, we have another order of a business. If you're ready for the letter, we can do that. Yes. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the President Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. E as in entertainment. Okay, we'll take uh, caller number nine at 215-263-WMMR, and uh, we can set you up with the prize. If you do indeed know just the three-letter word uh, that we have this week, so call in now. Uh, what do you have in store for this No Sad Bro Friday, man? No Sad. We've got a crumb bomb cash at noon and at 3 and at 5 o'clock. I think we have one more week of it next week, which is cool. Um, and I will at some point do a little thematic uh, block of walking songs in honor of the AIDS walk, uh, which I will be hosting, as you guys mentioned. You had Robin carry on. Uh, and uh, it'll be bright Sunday morning. How I'll do it, I don't <laughs> quite yet know, but every year I find a way. Well, Saturday night is usually a time for you is a little light reading it off to bed by nine. No. <laughs> no. Well, with some good news, the, the weather forecast has improved yes. on Sunday. As yeah. of yesterday, we're calling for some rain, but Sunday right. looks like it's going to be good. Right. A little so, cool, but it's going to be nice. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, and then on the program, we'll have workforce blocks of the struts. And we had in the past week birthdays of not only David Lee Roth, but Sammy Hagar. So we will uh, celebrate both of those artists. Excellent. Um, in uh, blocks of each of their contributions to Van Halen. Wonderful. All right. We're looking for caller number nine. And it happens to be Elliot who is on the line. Elliot, morning. Hey, hey good morning, Ed. Uh, good morning to see you, Elliot. Do you know the word of the week, my man? It is toe. Holy to- podiatrist! Yeah. That's a good one. Podiatrist. Uh, Yeah, Elliot, that is absolutely it. And we are going to give you 
a six-pack of Flyers opening night tickets, my man. So congratulations. That is freaking awesome. My wife is going to go crazy. My friends are going to go crazy. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Now that's how you win. Make sure you take your podiatrist. Too, yes. Okay? <laughs> All right, Elliot, hang on the line. Oh, and don't forget, yeah. it is a new era of orange in Philadelphia. The Flyers return to the ice for the 2023-24 season <laughs> with an opening night matchup against Vancouver Canucks. That is October 17th. All fans get a Flyers opening night t-shirt presented by Fanta and you can get tickets at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. Your undefeated Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, yes. Yes. True. Yes. yes. <laughs> Good point. Alright, I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show brought to you today by Duncan. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan, of course. And also brought to you by Trinity Rehab with locations all over and now opening King of Prussia. Trinity-Rehab.com Next week on this program, we will have uh, Joe Gatto. Yes. Of the Impractical Jokers and James Murray. Yeah, different Impr- days too. Impractical Jokers what? as well. Who? Yeah. So Joe's no longer with the right. Joker. They're still all friends and everything, yeah. but they've got separate things going on. Uh, we'll also also have a comedian Michael Yo in the uh, studio. Hey, hey yo. yo. Hey, yo. Uh, and then we'll, we'll also have a friend uh, Maria Bamford on. Oh, too, so Maria Bamford. It's going to be some good stuff next week. Oh, and as we are leaving, one more thing to give away. I have a pair of passes for the Philadelphia Orchestra presenting Music of Superheroes. It is tomorrow. It's early. It's at Verizon Hall. The The pre-concert activities start at 10 a.m., but I think it's a it's a, like a matinee, 11 a.m. show. It's a family sort of thing. Obviously, kids are absolutely welcome. It's geared a little bit towards them. Caller number 15 at 215-263-WMMR. They're doing a costume contest, pop-up comic book shop, an exhibit, and appearances by your favorite heroes, and more tickets are on sale now, so we'll take that 15th call and we'll set you up with that. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have yourself a great weekend. And we'll be able to say Go Phil's on Monday. Yeah, go yeah. Phil's anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see ya. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat ba two da ba two ba 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 do ga ga ba ba da Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. Oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.